Alright, what up nerds? This is Topher. And this is Marcus, and welcome to another episode of ATN. That's right, we're always thinking nerdy, and we are very happy to have TJ back with us, second week in a row. Slowly invading. Slowly taking over. How'd you uh, get here? I'm going to defend this. <laughs> so we had, we had a lot of fun, we had a lot of fun with him last week, uh, so definitely happy to have him coming back again. Yeah. Um, so it was our first first official guest and only official guest we've ever had on the show, which has been a lot of fun. I'm yeah. official. So you are official. <laughs> Season two, something new. That's right. That's right. Change it up. Do things a little bit different. We're doing that online with uh, with the Facebook page, Instagram page. Yeah. Things are a little bit different content-wise. So, uh, of course, always just give us some feedback as to what you like, and that's that's what we're going to go with. So, yeah. uh, so we're here to have fun, and, and hopefully you guys are having fun, too. Um, so before we get into the the list of the past week, man, uh, what do you guys what you guys get up to this past week? Uh, well, I found a new TV show. Yeah. So instead of finishing um, TV shows that you know I should have been done with weeks ago, I was like, ah, let me we'll start something new. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I was watching the All Star Game, and uh, right after it was over, just so happens a uh, new show on TBS called Miracle Workers uh, came on and. And it is hilarious. I started with uh, there, season two. There's two different seasons, um, neither of which have anything to do with each other. No. Uh, so season two, uh, all the same uh, actors, but they play different roles. This season's in the Dark Ages. So it's a modern take on the Dark Ages, which I think is hilarious. Real, It's Monty Python-esque. Okay. Uh, so, um, like, for instance, like uh, one of the, the main characters, she... Uh, she thinks she's becoming a doctor and turns out uh, it's a fake. So she blows the whistle on it and uh, ends up going to the, she's like, I'm going to the media. And it goes to the town crier. And he's like, hey, hey, hey. he's like ringing a bell. And then like they go and they sit down like it's a talk show. And a guy's like playing a loop. <laughs> and it's, just, it's hilarious, man. It's like little stuff like that, man. So uh, if you guys have time, uh, I do recommend it. If you like comedies like that, off the wall, yeah. um, and so much so, man, I, I loved it. It's only what's four. The fourth episode just came on, I think, yesterday. Cause it airs on Tuesdays, okay. um, and I was able to polish off season one. Um, it's only seven episodes. I polished that off in two days, um, twenty-two minutes a piece. If you're watching it on um, TBS's app, uh, or okay. on, about okay. maybe close to thirty minutes if you're watching it on demand. But uh, the first season is uh, Steve Buscemi plays God. And uh, uh, when you die and go to heaven, it's like a job. And your job has something to do with, you know, something here on Earth. So you might be making clouds or uh, you might be controlling bugs or volcanoes and stuff like that. So uh, God is like a depressing guy. He decides he wants to blow up the Earth and um, and start a restaurant called uh, Lazy Susan's. And uh, <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe, and uh, I can't even, I, I don't remember her name right now, but she was uh, one of the lead actresses in Blockers. Uh, okay. But they run the division of answered prayers, and they make a bet with God that if they can solve an impossible prayer, that he'll st- stop from blowing up the earth. And it's, it's just constant funny stuff in it. it it's, it's great. So, uh, a little different. But okay. Nice. Yeah, and you you mentioned Steve Buscemi, Daniel Radcliffe, uh, uh, Geraldine Viswanathan. Yeah, is yep. uh, she's the actress that was in Blockers, and she is very funny. Yeah, hilarious, very very funny. And then also Karen Sony, um, who uh, was of course in in both Deadpool movies. Yep, and he is, his I mean his comedic timing, just that deadpan dry humor. 
amazing. I, I can just see the four of them together. Oh man, it, hysterical! <laughs> cracking you up, hysterical, constantly, a hundred percent. So, um, anything else you get into over the weekend? Um, not really, man. I I watched it. All right, I'm gonna date myself. Um, but I didn't really feel like doing anything, and kind of was feeling under the weather Sunday. Uh, so I watched a night court marathon. Nice. Yeah, this is hilarious, man. And I, I miss it. Makes me miss television like that. You know, this it doesn't have to make sense. You know, yeah. it, it, you, that doesn't really happen in court. But I mean, still, it's funny. You know what? Cheesy I, television. I will tell you, uh, since we were talking to a nerdy audience, um, you can you can go find it online. You can just find the one clip. But uh, Brent Spiner played Data. Was actually he had a, he had a guest spot on the show, and. It's it's incredible. It is incredible. It's hilarious. You you gotta watch it. Like just go look it up. Just just type in Brent Spiner on Night Court. Trust me, you will <laughs> you will not be let down. Um, if you if you've ever been on YouTube, you come across any of the the recordings of the panel discussions of the Next Generation cast at like Comic Cons and stuff like that. They they're a very funny group of people. Um, and Brent Spiner in particular, he doesn't get that credit because, you know, he played Data. He played yeah. an emotionless android on television for seven years, <laughs> minus a couple episodes and a few of the movies. So, like, I think people are surprised at how funny he is. And if you've seen him on, like, uh, Big Bang Theory and stuff like that, when he's had some guest spots, he plays a very funny version of himself. But uh, great, great comedy actor, and trust me, go go look that up. So, I love Night Court. I used to watch that all the time. Yeah, that was one of my favorites. I, I will do that. Uh... Don't you just like really though when you sit back and think? Don't you miss that kind of television though? It's just oh yeah. yeah. Everybody yeah. was it was just so every television show during the eighties had that 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 creepy pervert guy. Yes. And you had a some guy that was just completely off the wall. You mm-hmm. had a hot blonde chick, and then uh-huh. you had a, a tough chick and a a moron. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. <laughs> those were your roles. News yeah. radio basically. Yeah. News radio. Anybody? I mean, that was a, another great one. Um, all kinds of sitcoms like that, Wings, the, the yeah. Taxi, the, all the workplace stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then, yeah, yeah. and then you got into the '90s, and it was like it was Seinfeld and Mad About mm-hmm. You, and of course, you know, Friends. You know, so things kind of have changed and shifted back and forth. Uh, but now I'm a big sitcom guy. Yeah, I love sitcoms. Yeah. Bring that yeah. back. I want to see stump, uh, yeah. dumb stuff like Small Wonder and Alf. Yeah, I don't. I don't watch. <laughs> I don't watch as many. Cause my wife isn't into sitcoms, um, so we watch a lot of stuff that we can both agree on, but. Mm-hmm. I, I love sitcoms, but even then, like, she sits down. Every year I watch either The Office or uh, uh, Parks and Recreation. And oh, my wife's a big Parks and Rec fan. I'll tell you I what, my wife, came in, my wife came in and she would actually get to where, like, she would walk in, see me watching Parks and Recreation and just, like, groan and huff and, like, go, go someplace else. Then <laughs> I got, like, I got a few few seasons deep into it. She would sit down and she'd play on her phone and then she'd start laughing and then... By the end of it, like I think it was like the last, like the back eight of the last season that she actually got really into. It's and like, then gotcha. It, and I just mm-hmm. didn't tell her it was the end. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I watched the last one, and she's like, "Why isn't it playing the next one?" I'm like that's it. That like, it's, it. it's over. Yeah. That, that was the finale. They wrapped it up. So we did watch uh, the Good Place. I'm a big fan of all the Michael Shore stuff from The Office, Parks and Recreation. Uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, Good Place, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Which I, I got to get caught up with that too. Uh, yeah, it's I, I loved a Good Place and just stopped watching it. So it's oh, phenomenal. Just wrapped up. Uh, quite quite the emotional roller coaster. 
that that last last couple episodes. And it, it, that's why I, I figured, it, man, if you like that, then you're gonna yeah. love you're gonna love Miracle Workers, man. Oh, it's, kinda, it's the same. It's the same thing. So it was similar kind of humor. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. So for me, obviously, biggest thing I kind of got it. So over the weekend, I worked. I pretty much worked all weekend. Um, so in my in my off time, um, definitely knocked down some Call of Duty. Um, so which I know we were talking about a little bit before the podcast. Um, so I now TJ, you mentioned that you you kind of gotten sucked into the level up grind. Yeah, mm-hmm. the level up, which yeah. we talked about this a few weeks ago. Like to me, I think one of the one of the best things they did was kind of tweaking Call of Duty a little bit. Yeah, was is every every time you play a match. You either level up, you've leveled up your gun, you've unlocked something, mm-hmm. uh, camo, yeah. calling card. Like you're always unlocking something, something at the something end. Up. So yeah. like you, yeah. you kind of get that little endorphin hit. Yeah. That, of that, like, good job. That was the first thing yeah. I noticed too. Like, uh, I know the first match, I did, I did horrible. Like yeah. I did horrible. I ain't go front. Oh yeah. I leveled up. Like I went up to rank, I think three, and I was like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. And but, I started it. Like I was going up and down. I did a little bit better, but you know, but yeah. I noticed that though. So what what playlist do you guys normally jump into? Unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, Ground War for me. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Which is, I got to find something else to play because that that causes rage. If somebody again, I like playing Battlefield, and and that's it, it's it's different. You know, I could I could. It takes me forever to get to a point, and I'm I'm not gonna die immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like as soon as I spawn and I run anywhere close to where the action is on uh, Ground War, it's like death. Um, yeah. So I, I I don't feel like I'm contributing or or doing much. That's why I, you know I think I'm gonna start playing more it, uh, whatever it is is close to control because I everything is r- related to destiny for me. Domination <laughs> control. So yeah. <laughs> I think I probably have to search for domination because I think I just went to ground war just because that was like the most familiar to me. So I just so in, and I think this is actually this is fairly new within the last one or two updates. Mm-hmm. Um if you go to like quick play or whatever whatever it is where you just like jump into a match like the first you one, can actually yeah. filter out what you do and don't want to play. Okay. So there's yeah. a game mode you really don't like playing when mm-hmm. you can actually filter that all the way out. Okay. And make sure you're not even going into those types of matches. Uh for me I mostly play on whatever their twenty four seven twenty four seven playlist is like shoot house Rust. Um, they they did a crash at one point from uh, from the first Call of Duty game. Um, so that's usually what I play on. Um, shipment. Now, you guys were talking about kill streaks earlier, <laughs> and how impurity kill streaks can be. Yeah, I will yeah, tell they, you. I'm going to tell you right now. Playing on shipment. I'm putting this out there. Can we just can we just make a gentleman's agreement when you're playing on shipment, which is a very tiny compact map? You go ahead and leave that tactical gas canister. At home, yes. Don't please, don't bring that. <laughs> oh my god! Like, that map is so small. Like, you throw one of those things, and like a quarter of the map is just shut down. Yeah. Like just uh, a gentleman's agreement. Like I don't think people realize that, man. I, I, I don't. I, oh, they so, know what they're doing. I, or people just do it just to be jerks. I mean, <laughs> and, you know what? That's one of the other things too that kind of irks me with Call of Duty. It's it, and playing Battlefield is more of a. I feel like it's more adults and it's less douchebags mm. that play Battlefield. So it's, it's it's like you said, it's a gentleman's agreement. Like, hey, it's it's an unspoken rule. Like, hey, that's a pretty much a, that's a that's a dick thing to do. I'm not gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas Call of Duty, it's like ah, I don't care. I do what I won't do. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> absolutely, I will. Uh, I had a hard time getting into Crown War uh, because I was so used to playing on the small maps. Like all almost all of my my loadouts were set up for close quarters battle. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I mean, we're talking reflex optics, you know, guns with high RPMs, like that kind of stuff, high rate of fire. Uh, it wasn't until I started doing some of the spec op stuff with one of my friends, not you. Uh, even yeah, we said we man, we we don't we we are not on at the same. No, time. we're 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 grown adults, so we we just we make plans, we say we're gonna do stuff, and then we just and don't, don't do it. That's part of being an adult. That's part yeah, of being basically. grown up. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm started, gonna tell you, I'm gonna not do something later. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I started playing with my friends. I, I'm I, getting ready. I am ready for that disappointment. <laughs> you just, you just, Let's uh, make plans and cancel them. <laughs> but now that they've added in some more loadout slots and stuff like that, you know, I was able to kind of tweak it and put some kind of more mid-range, mid-range setups uh, for for doing those types of maps. So mm-hmm. uh, we talked about that because they announced um, that their battle royale mode is coming out. They're going to call it Warzone, um, which I, at 34 years old. Playing video games my entire life, I had to go Google what is a battle royale game. You're not missing much, man. As somebody who, it, I had guys I worked with at uh, at GameStop, and they were big on PUBG. They were playing the beta, and, yeah. and um, one of my one of the reasons why I love working there too, man. I had some really cool customers, and at a regular, he was like, "Hey, man, I just bought this Xbox, and I'm not gonna play PUBG here, man. Free game on me." And, like, I, man, I was blown away and came home, and I was all excited. I was like, all right, guys, I'm going to try it with you. Finally, I installed it, and we played it, and then I was like, this game sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, it, all right, or maybe that's mean. It, it might not suck, but it's just, it's not for me. I don't have the time to run and go scavenge yeah. for, for loot yeah. and then, you know, have to worry about, all right, who's coming, and then have to go set up shop or hide somewhere, make yeah. sure I got all enough equipment, and then... Once that's done, worry about oh the map shrinking. I gotta get to this other point. I just I don't have time for that. A lot of, a lot of times, man, we talked about it before. I just want to hop on, go shoot right. some people real quick, and be done. Yep. Yeah, you know that's my thing. Is I you know I'm, I'm married. I got a kid. Like sometimes I might only have enough time to play like one round of domination or kill confirmed. Then something might pop up. I might have to go deal with something. So, yep. You know, having those long stretches of time to put into a game. Yeah, that's that's kind of tough for me. It's kind of a tall order. So, what about you, TJ? Did you have you enjoyed any <coughs> battle royale games, or you? Is it just not your cup of tea? Either? Nah, I mean, just when I, just the concept of it when I was like, like uh, reading about it, I was like, uh, I don't, Steve, I don't know if I would like to get. I don't know if I like that. I mean, like yeah. Like like you said, if I just want to jump into a game and just I'll play Ground War or Catch right. the Flag or or Domination and be cool. I don't want to do no extra stuff, okay? Just that was one of things. Yeah, <laughs> that was one of things that like I, that's part of why I'm such a big Destiny player is it is a fairly open world. You know, each of the maps are fairly open world. Mm-hmm. You can jump on, you can pick up two or three bounties. You know, kill this many of this type of enemy, kill, do this on Mars, whatever. I can jump in. I, I have an objective. I have like I'm not just wandering around aimlessly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, picking flowers like I'm playing Skyrim or something, and then all of a sudden it's, you know, daylight outside, and I'm like, what happened? I just was catching butterflies all night. Uh, you know, so, you know, I, I really like that, where I can just jump in, I can play 15, 20 minutes, and I'm good. I don't have the attention span for that anymore, and I, I think maybe that's because we grew up in an age where, you know, video games, and we got right to the action. You turned on, you oh, pressed yeah. power on your Nintendo, and it was like, oh, you better watch out, that turtle shell's coming. Right. Like, <laughs> nope. there was no, it, like, you had a pause button, but mm-hmm. it really didn't do much, because, all right, you're going to pause it, but that turtle shell's still yep. coming. Yep. Whereas, like, with this, and I just, 
I think kids are used to that with Minecraft and all of that stuff. I don't want a game where I have to use my imagination. Game, you are my imagination. Exactly. Like you, <laughs> you do the stuff. I just control it. So I, I don't, yeah, I don't want to run around and and maybe I find somebody, maybe I don't. That's not interesting to me. Mm-hmm. It's sorry, just yeah. don't, it don't cut it. Right. In the words of uh, I don't even know her name. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> I, just, I, I don't. Oh, I remember that. I remember that one. So, aside from that, aside from my Call of Duty, um, uh, last night, this is kind of the one thing I really sat down and watched. Um, last night, you know, trying to get the kid to go to bed, um, get some sleep, and I was, I pulled up Disney Plus, she wanted to watch Superheroes, I'm like, well, I'm not going to watch something to get you jazzed up. Um, on Disney Plus, they've got a documentary um, called Assembly the Universe, it's only about 45 minutes long, it came out in 2014. Um, and basically what it is, it's a recap of the Marvel movies up to the time of Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. uh, which it's a pretty good little documentary, and I just kind of threw it on just to have something, you know, to watch that I'd at least be interested in, but could probably knock her out. And I'll tell you what, man, it, it starts out going right back to two thousand like 2006 Comic-Con with Kevin Feige talking about they're going to do Iron Man, they're going to do Incredible Hulk, and, you know, this could open up to doing so much more and man i just it took me back having flashbacks yeah it took it took me back have you have you you ever like um watched youtube videos of just reactions to certain uh, scenes in marvel movies yes man like just sitting there and just watching it just seeing how the crowd just get get so hyped up in certain scenes Mm -hmm. like like even the, the in in game when Cap picked up the hammer. Oh, yeah. oh my god! I, man. I'm not one of the people. Yeah. I'm. I never like talk to the screen or anything like that. And mm-hmm. I literally <laughs> stood up and screamed. Pardon my French. Fuck yeah! yeah. And, and was screaming at the and like standing up like yeah, yeah. like yeah. And, yeah. and in the middle of a crowd of theater and everybody's going nuts and and it was acceptable. Like that. <laughs> when was the? I'm so happy that we're in a state now with yeah. with comic movies where this. This is the norm, yeah. And 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 it's it's good to again. We, we've talked about it before, and I'm glad that you're here. To, we talked about it separately mm-hmm. before we even started doing right. this podcast. Mm-hmm. Just how it's a great time to be a nerd. We're oh, back yeah. in the day yeah. where when you when we used to read comics, and I don't, I don't know if you remember when we were seventh grade, we came up with that comic yeah. book mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and that that fighting game. Um, <laughs> Uh, and just Uh. but it was a secret it was like all right we can talk about this but Mm -hmm. we can't show anybody our notebooks and stuff like that right right man i still got some of those drones with the ironclad ninja oh he was terrible (laughs) i need to see (laughs) to (laughs) oh man i got the notebooks but no it's just to it's such a great time to be a nerd to just and be able to, to enjoy that, and now you know seeing all these other people come out of the woodworks, and I'm like, I didn't know you were a fan. I was a fan all those years. I'm like, oh, but you were probably also one of the same people that were like nerd, right? Oh, right. So, <laughs> absolutely, and I like, I talked about this before. Like I I remember getting made fun of for liking Star Wars, you know, my mm-hmm. whole childhood. Like you know, like oh yeah, it's kind of like ner- you know nerdy thing. I learned, I learned to hide it, not talk about it, and then you know. 1998-1999 you know Phantom S is coming out and you know everybody was excited for that yeah. movie and, yeah. then and all of a sudden like I was popular you know like cause I, I knew everybody knew I was into Star Wars mm-hmm. you know so all of a sudden I was I was one of the popular kids man that's a double edged sword though weird mm-hmm. because uh, it was yeah. it was great uh, when 
these Marvel movies started getting big, but then I got tired of answering questions. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm not the Marvel Oracle. Yeah. Leave me alone. I don't want to talk about Marvel every day. But now because you, you're interested a little bit and you don't understand, you want to ask me 30,000 questions. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Right. No, you go learn like I did. Right. <laughs> or, answer, or answer me questions like in the middle of the movie. So yeah. why is Iron Man... Listen, just shut up and watch the movie. It yeah. will explain it to you. You know, you talk about the reaction videos. And actually, that was one, he of the, one of the smartest... <laughs> One of the smartest things that that Marvel did, uh, just kind of playing on the on emotion, mm-hmm. was before they released the trailer for Endgame. They came out with a teaser trailer, and it was strictly people reacting to the, all of the Marvel trailers for all the movies that had come before it. And I will tell you what, like I sat down and watched that, and like every. Every single one of those took me back to a memory. Mm-hmm. Yep. Every single one took me back to a memory. Whether it was, you know, going to see, I think, I think you and I saw almost every single Phase One movie together. I think Just maybe about, with yeah. the exception, of, and I might be wrong. I don't think we saw Captain America together, but we actually still, I we might have. I man, in my memory yeah. is so blurred. Yeah, um, like Incredible Hulk, Iron Man. Um, Iron Man 2, like, I definitely remember seeing those with you. Thor, I know, I take it back. Thor, I actually did not see in theaters. I know who mm-hmm. I saw Thor with, and uh, that was, uh, it was uh, me, my <laughs> friend Brandon, yeah. um, my girlfriend at the time, and her friend that we were trying to hook her and my friend up with, um, hook, him, hook them up together. And um, most, I regret Going with them just for the fact that every time that Chris Hemsworth showed up on screen, which most of the time was shirtless or in a wet shirt mm-hmm. of some yeah. kind, it was, mm, mm, mm. But don't worry. I got my revenge in just about any other movie, especially like when they started showing lots of uh, gratuitous butt shots of Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, mm, mm. It was like over-exaggerated. Ah! Is he in pain? Yes. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I mean, I was surprised watching that last night. Just like how, how, how many memories that brought back. It, how unsure of, of all of that stuff that people were. Um, you know, like even uh, uh, I can't remember if it was if it was Kevin Feige or if it was John Favreau talking about it. But they, I think it was Kevin Feige. He pointed out he's like, you know, he's like, we can, we can talk all day long about the properties we have access to. He's like, but at the end of the day, in two thousand six, two thousand seven, he's like. We were a tiny studio that had never made a movie. Mm-hmm. And even John Favreau called it the biggest budget indie movie of all time when he talked about Iron Man. Yeah. You know, and, and just into, like, how unsure people were about some of the casting choices. You know, some people, of course, thought, like, Robert Downey Jr. was dead on. I was in that camp of, like, oh, that's the perfect guy to play mm-hmm. Tony Stark. <laughs> you know, but so many other people weren't. And Thank God that we didn't get Tom Cruise like it was all. I am yeah. extremely thrilled. Well, yeah. I tell you what, though, man, yeah. we owe a lot of credit to uh, a certain movie. Uh, We we owe a lot of credit, and I'm going to say it, and and I've said it a thousand times. If it wasn't for Blade, we would not be where we are Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm mad because you're stepping on my toes. (laughs) I'm going to bring Blade up a little bit later. In a Uh, later segment, we have playing. uh, Yeah, but... uh, We do. Again, if it wasn't for that movie... And, and and it was the, the first movie. Not only that, but it was it was gritty. It was something that we hadn't seen right. or even mm-hmm. thought of from a superhero movie. Because most of the time, when we think about you know uh, comic movies being adapted to screen, 
at this point, it really hadn't been anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, that's not what you think. You yeah. think that you're going to mm-hmm. get one of the, the A-list comic book characters and you're going to get something that's probably like real happy and fun. And Blade was not happy or fun. No, yeah, he wasn't. You know, you had, you had the, the, the Tim Burton, Joel Schumacher Batman movies, which were more cartoony, especially yeah. once you get to the Schumacher days. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they kind of became like live action cartoons. Um, in a weird way, mm-hmm. where the the actual cartoon that was on TV at the time was more grounded and gritty <laughs> than those movies were. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had Spider-Man and X-Men both come out that played it very safe. Like, if you go back and watch those early movies, they play it very, very safe. Mm-hmm. Pretty squeaky clean, <clears throat> you know. Yeah. Um, and in fact, even with X-Men, like, really, when you think about it, you know, a lot of the cast didn't do a whole lot in the first movie right, outside right, of the right, action right. stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, like Halle Berry, Famke Jansen, uh, Jansen um, you know, all those, all of them, like they really didn't do a whole lot acting wise. They, they kind of left that to Anna Paquin who already won an Oscar <laughs> as a kid. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ian McKellen, Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman did pretty much the heavy lifting of the whole movie, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody else was kind of like, like James Mars was just, you know, touch your, it wasn't too much X-Men in an X-Men. But, yeah. Right. You know, so they, I mean, they very much played it safe uh, as, as much as they could. I was going to so. say, like, when you brought it up, I was going to say, we should really probably thank Batman and Robin. Because had that movie not bombed so horribly, right. the, the, the next generation of directors probably still would have went that direction of making movies that yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We get bad puns like Half an Ice Day oh. or Freezing Hell, Batman. Uh-huh. Or, you know, my back credit card. Don't go anywhere without it. Like, mm-hmm. just... Yep. The, ah! Man. <laughs> like, I, I saw someone point that out. Like, how did, how did Batman get a Batman credit card without giving a real name, a social security number, like, all this stuff we got to do to get credit? <laughs> yeah. Nope. Ain't got to fill out no application. It just said yeah. Batman everywhere. Yeah. Where do you live, Batman? Batman. Batman. <laughs> Batman. As, as much as we love these movies, we also love making fun of them. Like there was one I saw, I think it was a, I think it was a shot from Batman vs Superman, where it showed Wayne like the Wayne Tower building in that version. Oh yeah, and, and all black, and you wonder all black, yeah. and everything else is actually kind of like kind of fairly standard cityscape, and it's mm-hmm. like. It's like he literally has the blackest, darkest building in the whole city and in all of Gotham. OMG, who's Batman? <laughs> I wonder who he really is. <laughs> you know. So, so that was—I mean—that was what I got up to. That was kind of the one fun thing. Like I said, I put it on just to kind of kill a few minutes, mm-hmm. and I totally got sucked into it. I was actually bummed out that it was an older dot, which I think I'd seen it before. Mm-hmm. But I was actually bummed out like I got it to it. And it was like talking about Winter Soldier that hadn't come out yet. And I was like, oh man. I want to see what they, they have to say about the... Like, that's what I really want, is I want a big retrospective over all of the Thanos saga, or Infinity it, Saga, whatever we, whatever we call. I wonder if it was from, a, like, uh, like one of those uh, special features from a DVD. If, it, I wonder, because you describing be. it, it sounds like one of... I have a, a bonus DVD from yeah, Target yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that came with, uh, with one of my movies, and... Uh, it might have come with Age of Ultron. Uh, that's what I think. I that's where yeah. I think I might have saw it because they, they part of it was it was part of the production run up mm-hmm. to Winter Soldier coming out because mm-hmm. it was Winter Soldier and um, Guardians of the Galaxy, which were going to be really big things to to really kick off right. Phase Three. So, uh, so yeah, I mean that's that's why I got TJ. What about you, man? What'd you get into this weekend? Um, I watched uh, NXT Takeover Portland. 
Okay. Uh, I thought it was Saturday, but it actually was Sunday, so I'm assuming that WWE is starting to move like the NXT pay per views to uh, Sunday when there was the whenever there's not like the major pay per views on Sunday. And uh, I always say there's three things that's always guaranteed in life: death, taxes, no bad uh, takeovers. <laughs> I have yet I have yet to watch a takeover. And been like, that was the worst piece of crap I've ever seen in my life. I said that for many WWE pay-per-views, like the regular pay-per-views, yeah. I've never said that about a takeover. I've either said, that was a pretty good takeover, or, oh my god, that was like one of the best takeovers I've ever seen. And uh, for the most part, everybody that won, I, I knew was going to win, and but um, it was some great matches. Uh, the first match that kicked off was Keith Lee versus... Uh, uh, die. Uh, I can never remember his name. Die, die, uh, Dylon? No, <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't remember his name, but um, but they actually had a really good match. Like, I res- that made me respect yeah. like the uh, the big man matches again, just just so the athleticism. Keith Lee, he's a huge dude, but that dude moves like he's like, like he's. 220 pounds, but he's like close to 300 A lot of those big guys are surprisingly nimble. Yeah. You know, it never ceases to amaze me. Yeah. Like, he's doing, like, uh, kick-ups and everything. Like, he's he's an athletic bastard. Yeah. But, uh, but, uh, but, yeah, that was, that was, uh, that's what I did Sunday, but that was a great match. Okay. There was some great shows on there. Um, I finished up, um, um, Narco, uh, Mexico. Okay. Two. Haven't uh, started it yet. Haven't started we yet? talked about last week. Okay, but I was I wrapped. I wanted to wrap up uh, Better Call Saul season four, which is up on Netflix right now. I wanted to wrap that up before mm-hmm. getting into Narcos. I'm in the middle of that. Okay, um, I try to keep my drug stuff separate because <laughs> otherwise things start bleeding into each other and I get confused. Dude, those two, <laughs> the two Mexican brothers on there, crack me the crack me up. They don't say anything. Yeah, but the they twins. make me laugh just just the of presence. the fact their presence, like yeah. even when somebody says. Oh, we probably need to go back and get those guns. They just kind of look at each other without saying anything. Oh, yeah. Just go kill them. Yeah, they're. <laughs> I, I enjoyed watching them in Breaking Bad and in Better Call Saul. And yeah. it's, 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 they're literally like the Terminator. Yes. It's like having two Terminators, and it's just like. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, it's just, it's, they, they'll get in a situation, they give mm-hmm. each other a look, and then they just go to work. Right. And <laughs> no questions asked, no yep. talking, just. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, definitely, <laughs> definitely a good, a good one, good time. But uh, but yeah, but uh, Narcos season two was really good. Um, okay. What else? Um, uh, uh, got into the multiplayer of uh, of uh, Call of Duty. Um, okay. I hate, yeah. I hate kill streaks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm probably gonna try try to grind it up a little bit more. Just try to level up and just. Hopefully I get back because I'm I am so rusty because it's been a while since I played like any um, online FPS. I think the last one I played was Advanced Warfare, okay. and it was like years ago, and I haven't touched that since. And this is a, this is a different <laughs> animal. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's a very different is. animal. You very move a lot slower. Mm-hmm. This ain't yeah. You know, Black yeah. Ops Four. Um, there was you know I was playing that uh, with one of my buddies and. That was real fast paced and it had a different feel to it when you're playing online. This it is, it is it's hardcore, man. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's not for the faint of heart. Nope, I, I no, would say that. And I heard many a people, 
on on different matches that I was on, like, man, this is BS, or man, these kill streaks suck, dude. <laughs> but um, but like I said, I'm gonna still grind. I still had fun despite the annoyance of the kill. You actually listen to people online though when you play? Uh, I, 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 you, I don't hear nothing. Mute all. Yep. Every time I'm in, yeah. if I'm in a lobby and I hear somebody's voice, mute yep. all gets pressed. Yep. Honestly, it doesn't really bother me. I don't want to <laughs> hear you. Yeah. I don't want to hear you at all. Yeah. It don't really bother me all that much. I just most of the time I just kind of. Uh, like tune them out unless somebody says something that's kind of funny. Um, uh, other than that, just mainly kept continue watching or binge watching Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, just going through that again because I love Seinfeld. Uh, yeah, just good, good, safe. You know, you you know what's coming. It's, it's kind of it's good stuff to put on in the background or if you got stuff going on, mm-hmm. like Night Court. Night Court. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's, it's The Office or Parks and Rec. Every mm-hmm. other year, I watch one of them. Yeah. See, so. my wife makes she makes fun of me because I watch like Seinfeld almost religiously, and I'll be like, "How many times have you actually switched between Parks and Recs and Friends? You can't get on me. Even when you were, when she was, when she had our baby, or when she was yeah. pregnant. Man, I don't know how many times she ran through Parks and Recs. Yeah, like at least four or five. Times. I, you know what though? But I haven't started. I, I want to watch Parks and Recs, and I'll take that over. I hate Friends. And I Friends, hate, is, I can't Friends is not funny. I can't, it I is can't watch un- it it's white living single. And, that's what <laughs> yeah. it is. and you mean to tell me that you live in New York and you don't have any minority friends? Yeah. Just zero? Weird. Yeah, no. Uh uh-uh. uh. Well, how can you afford that apartment and you are a, a barista? There was one. <laughs> it was rent controlled. There was one episode where I saw, uh, what's her face? They uh, played Lana in Archer. Yeah, Aisha she was Curry. in. Yeah, Aisha, Aisha Tyler. She yeah, was, Aisha Tyler. She was yeah. actually on an episode. She played Charlie. She actually played Charlie for several episodes. Yeah, she was. Uh, she was. Uh, it was to create a romantic interest for both Joey and Ross. Yeah, she worked at the museum or the University yeah, of Ross. Yeah, she was Yeah, she was another paleontologist, and so they they had their romantic rivalry going. Mm-hmm. So she was in. She was in several. Um, Bruce Willis popped up. He dated Rachel at one point. They did a lot of. They did a lot of guest stars yeah. that popped up <laughs> at the time. I I enjoyed. I enjoyed Friends very much. Um, I liked it. I mean, I liked it quite a bit. <laughs> uh, it's been a long time since I've like gone back and like really done any kind of serious rewatch. Mm-hmm. But again, it's one of those like if if one's on, I'll sit there and watch it. Right. I feel the same way about Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, although I did, I knew a guy one time who was a huge Seinfeld fan. Like he thought Seinfeld was like just the epitome of of a sitcom, and nothing could ever be better. And then he was then he proceeds to sit there and completely trash Friends because like oh well. The only reason uh, Friends is funny at all is because they're all idiots and they get themselves in stupid situations. And he like he he cited an episode he just watched. He's like, yeah. He's like the only the only reason that the episode even happened was because they were an idiot and they got into some stupid. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Seinfeld never does that. Like the time that George ends up getting cut out of his desk by the fire department because he was sleeping at work because his boss noticed that he was the first one there and the first one leaving, so he just kept sleeping at work and taking naps. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. That was a stupid situation for George to get himself into. And he just every time he would he would pick a part of Friends episode, I'd come right back at him with like, "It's funny because they're dumb." Yeah, like, like I'm not naive to what Seinfeld exactly. is. Exactly, it's a situation comedy. Yeah. yeah, so that's what it stands for. Yeah, they get themselves yeah. in a situation. Even Big Bang Theory, for as smart as those people are supposed to be, uh-huh. it usually stemmed from I did something stupid and now I'm trying to cover it up. Now at first, I did watch. I didn't watch Pink Bang Theory, yeah. and then my wife watched it, 
And then she was like, "Well, they like their geeks and they like comic book stuff too." So you, I think, I think yeah. those are like cartoon it. characters. No, right. and I and I watched it for a yeah. little bit, and then it got to a point that I only watched it for um, um, what's her face, not Kelly, the other one. Oh, Bernadette. Yes. Yeah. That was honestly the only the only reason why I watched it was it's for a, Bernadette. A brilliant. A, she's a brilliant character, like yeah. just in the annals of of sitcom history, but. Yeah. I'm with you, like, for me. Like, I know you get triggered by Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm making a stink face right I, now as you, yeah. you guys talk I about en- it. I enjoy the first few seasons, but it, it quickly got away from, like, oh, we're we're nerds and we're funny to we're funny because we're nerds. Nerds, yeah. And once it, once it got to that territory, like, towards the end of, like, season three, I yeah. was kind of like, eh. It's 1980s Revenge of the Nerds, what you pretty, think a nerd yeah, is. I, I, hate, I hate that show. And I yeah. honestly don't see how... Any of them have not punched Sheldon in the face. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I love my friends, but if I had a friend like Sheldon, I would repeatedly punch him in the face like all the time. Yeah. Every day. I know, um, I know a lot of nerds. <laughs> and first off, yeah, I've met plenty. I've met plenty of Sheldons in my life. Guess what? They usually don't have a lot of friends, and they're usually not in your friend group for very long. No. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. because guess what? Those people are irritating. I'm with you. Yep. So what's what's coming up that you guys are excited about? Because there's actually still there's still a decent amount of, of this month left for it being the shortest month of the year. Uh, there's actually still still some cool stuff coming out. Uh, for me, it's this month is is really. I mean, most of the stuff that I I'm excited for starts next month. Yeah. Uh, like uh, Castlevania season three, uh, finally. Um, that is on the fifth. Uh, although wait, I take that back. Uh, I will be binge watching Hunters. Uh, Absolutely. I'm, I'm off uh next Friday, uh when that drops. So I will be watching that all Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if you're familiar with that at all. Uh, Sounds familiar. But I guess to, to fill the listeners in, if you're not familiar with it, all it's a new show uh, coming on Amazon Prime, uh, with uh. Al Pacino, yeah. uh, and they are Nazi hunters. Uh, so that I mean, that's pretty much all you need to know. Yep. Uh, yep. The, watch the trailer. You will watch that trailer, and you will be like, "All right, you, you will definitely want to watch that." So uh, that's on my radar. Those two. Um, and that's pretty much it. Because I mean, we're getting down to the nitty gritty of this month. Yeah. Um, so uh, um, for me, I, you know, like Narcos Mexico just came out last Friday, and of course I've got I'll, I'll start probably start watching that uh, probably tonight or tomorrow because uh, that is one that because there is such so much of it that is in Spanish you do have to pay attention to, to it yep. if you are not a <laughs> Spanish speaker. Um, so I will definitely be be getting into that um, Ultra Carbon season two uh, with Anthony Mackie as Takashi Kovic uh, is coming up very shortly, and they're doing an anime. Uh, coming out next month, uh, Ultra Carbon Resleeve. So I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a big anime guy, but I am looking forward to that, um, especially the animes that I, I have enjoyed in the past, things like Ghost in the Shell and stuff like that. Like it's it's kind of right up that alley. It's just a the... matter of time before you start watching that other stuff now. <laughs> yeah, I'm just waiting. I, I still I still remember the night I sat down and pulled up My Hero Academia on uh, Hulu. And it was showing me 40 episodes. And I was like, I'm like, he is high on something. But <laughs> I've got the time for this. Then I did a little a little detective work. And I noticed that half were dubbed, half were subbed. Yep. So I was like, okay. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'll, I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him. <laughs> like, that's not so bad. 
But I'm like, he wants me to watch 40, 40 episode seasons of what? Shit, no, no, sir. <laughs> Not gonna happen. Ah, so. uh, don't worry, man. That'll change. I'm telling you, just watch. Now, of course, we do have we do have Clone Wars coming out. Season mm-hmm. seven of Clone Wars is coming up. Uh, that's gonna be starting on Friday. They're gonna do it like they did with the Mandalorian. So it's every Friday, an episode's gonna come out. Um, and this is this will be like the true wrap up of the show. So, which Dave Filoni he, he has said that this is the ending. The timeline is gonna bleed into Revenge of the Sith. Um, so, I, not necessarily. I don't necessarily think that we're gonna see scenes from Revenge of the Sith redone in Clone Wars. Uh, but the timelines are going to cross over, so I'm pretty excited about that. If that happened, that wouldn't necessarily. Be I would bad, not be angry yeah. about it. In yeah. fact, that was to me that was always like how I envisioned the the, the final season being of, of actually being a redo with the with the cast of Clone Wars redoing Revenge of the Sith, yeah. or at least portions of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just felt like the natural wrap up, and even um, there were actually even some things in the Mortis trilogy. Uh, where we saw some visions of the future of things that were going to come in the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some stuff from Revenge of the Sith, we saw Alderaan get destroyed, um, so some stuff like that, which um, was some was some pretty cool stuff. So they, they haven't been afraid to kind of tread into that in the past, uh, but I'm very excited to, for it to finally get its true end, to get, this, get to see the Siege of Mandalore. Um, IGN did a little, like, four-and-a-half-minute recap of the Clone Wars TV show, which I put that up on our Facebook page at Always Thinking Nerdy. So definitely check that out, especially if it's been a minute since you've watched Clone Wars, oh, yeah. uh, which I know for me it's been it's been about a year or two since I've actually said I watched them. So mm-hmm. um, that'll be that'll definitely be a good one. What about you? You got uh, you got you got something in the pipeline for actually, this month or next month at all? For the most part, yeah. Uh, yeah, I already picked like a couple ones that I'm already uh, looking forward to the uh, second season of Alton Carbon, um, yeah. and uh, and also the uh, the last season of. Uh, of Clone Wars, I'm actually working on Rebels right now. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I am. I am kind of pumped for that uh, Clone Wars uh, uh, last uh, last season. Um, just wanted to plug something consisting of Star Wars. Uh, I frequent this YouTube page. Uh, it's called the Stupendous Wave. It's this guy who actually does, I actually think, a pretty good job on. Uh, no, <clears throat> explaining a lot of uh, Star Wars lore. Okay. Like I've always been a big, I've always been a fan of Star Wars. Just I, I'm very ignorant towards a lot of like the stuff that's mainly like books and stuff like that. For, the, like, old, just, the old, the old EU stuff, the yeah. expanded universe stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, this guy, I mean, he he does a pretty good job explaining like a lot of the stuff that I never even knew about. Like, um, like I didn't know. Like I always wanted to know like how. What made the empire change from the uh, from the clones to the stormtroopers? And you know, he talked about the war that happened with that. Yeah. Um, he talked about because uh, I, I was also I was also um, wanting to know how even the Jedi and the Sith even like started. You know. Sure. And, like he talked about that. Uh, he talked about some things that are canon, some things that aren't canon. Um, this one, this one person named Abeloth, which is supposed to be like the strongest being as far as like um, being able to control the Force that's ever that has ever lived in the Star Wars yeah. um, universe. Uh, but yeah, I it's the the place uh, the person's called well, the site's called Stupendous the Stupendous Waves. Okay, I've heard of it. I've actually heard of it before. Mm-hmm. And you know the way he talks, he kind of talks kind of funny. But it's because he's over enunciating sure. what he's saying, so you can understand what he's saying. 
Uh, but that was just something that, you know, I just want everybody to know if you want to uh, look at that. It's not an ad, but just something that I thought that was pretty interesting. But um, other than that, but yeah, the, the, um, the, um, the Clone Wars last season, most of the stuff that I'm actually really looking forward to is like down, down, down. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, see. I get um, that. I and, get um, that. Was, there was another thing I was actually gonna. Oh, I was gonna actually uh, probably go back and finish up uh, the Flash, and um, I know I'm behind on uh, Batwoman on CW okay. and all that, and uh, and I'm waiting for um, um, uh, Black Lightning. Just I I don't know if they stop like completely stop, but um, I know Black Lightning has been really really good. If you haven't been watching it, yeah, yeah, really, really I, watch it. I sat down. I started <laughs> watching the first season of mm-hmm. it. Um, the year before last, mm-hmm. uh, especially doing like you know wrapping Christmas gifts stuff like that, I had on, mm-hmm. and really I I dug it. I, it's a cool show. Um, I, I'm a fan of Cress Williams. I think mm-hmm. he's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a a little show uh, that my wife was really into, that I got sucked into watching. Mm-hmm. A little sitcom as well. Uh, not really a sitcom. It was one of the like CW shows called The Heart of Dixie, which was very funny. Oh, he, I heard about. Yeah. He played a retired football player who was the mayor of this little town in Alabama. Mm-hmm. And uh, very, very funny. And, I mean, he was great on that. And seeing him now, you know, he's phenomenal, mm-hmm. you know, in, in Black Lightning. So it's one I, I've kind of fallen behind on all the CW <laughs> stuff after Crisis. Um, I kind of got, kind of just got behind. It's yeah. so much stuff. It's, it's, I, so it's not enough stuff. hours in the day to, to watch all of this television. Yeah, no, so it's not. I'm one of those people, man. I'm, I'd rather... Once it's done, then I'm yeah. going to watch it so I don't have to yeah. wait on anything. Yeah. Um, and the CW shows are great for that. Of yeah. Like when you get into the summertime, things have kind of wound down a little bit, especially like that last couple of months of summer. There's not really any more big tentpole movies coming out. No yeah. TV shows are running outside reality. Mm-hmm. You know, those are great shows to like kind of throw on and you can barrel through like three or four at a time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, speaking of, of DC, a uh, couple, <coughs> couple pieces of news out of the, the Batman universe coming up uh first off we talk about toxic fans all the time yeah uh, and back at it again found out found out about ben affleck uh, one of the main reasons why he left the role of batman was just you know he's got he's had substance abuse issues in the past mm-hmm. and uh you know it, a lot of that a lot of the pressure got to him he was doing a lot of work too behind the behind the scenes he wasn't just working as as an actor he was doing some stuff behind the scenes as well so mm-hmm. Um, apparently it kind of got to him. And I think that really sucks because I know, I know you and I are both big. We were big Ben Affleck Cute. Batman fans. Yeah. Uh, probably, in, in my opinion, I know people yell at me all the time, but I like his version. Even though Christopher Nolan did a great job, yeah. Um, and Christian Bale was a great uh, Bruce Wayne and Batman. Mm-hmm. I really think, in my opinion, Ben Affleck did the the better job in terms of. Where where we get to see and, and maybe that's some of Zack Snyder's doing, where we get to see more of, you know, Bruce Wayne, being Bruce Wayne the billionaire jerk, mm-hmm. and doing like the detective work behind the scenes, and we get to see Batman being both terrifying and a great detective. Yep. So, it, it, I, I wish we we, we would have got more, uh, you know, and if this Batman movie doesn't work out, which I don't I don't think we'll have a problem with it at all. I think this Batman right. movie is gonna be great. I do feel like if it doesn't, though, fans, this is your fault. Yeah, this yeah. is this is totally totally your fault. Now, I know TJ, you you're the main one. You brought this up. Uh, you know, and you were you know you 
really excited about the article uh, that you had read. Mm-hmm. Uh, you give us a little bit more insight in, in terms of. So, uh, so you know the original, um, the original reason that they gave at first, like you know, years back or months back, was that um, he wasn't satisfied with the script. Like he couldn't. He said he couldn't really like dive into or really break into what kind of script that he wanted it to be. Um, he was just having trouble like um, being satisfied with the product that he felt that he would be proud of. To Which, by the way, her. let's also remind everyone, Ben Affleck has an Academy Award for screenwriting. Yes. Yeah. Let's remind people of that. So, yes. like, when we hear him mm-hmm. saying something like that, like, mm-hmm. my I get a red flag. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So, uh, but that was the original reason why they gave, they yeah. gave it. But he's saying now that um, what happened was he he had the script for the Batman and he showed it to one of the people that's helping with the production. And the person, I read it, and he was like, this is a really great script. Unfortunately, you're probably going to drink yourself to death if you actually do this script to get into the character that you want to get into to really make this script come alive. Right. And, you know, these days you really, really got to be, you know, very mindful of your health, you know, so. Especially when you lose somebody like Heath Ledger yeah. to the role of Joker because right. he yes. went so in-depth in the character. Exactly. And, um, uh, I mean, I, I think even um, Joaquin Phoenix even talked about um, just drive, diving into the Joker character, how it took him to places that, you know, he didn't think that he could go to to really, you know, get into that character. So, right. you know, a lot of these method actors, you know, they they take their craft seriously. You know, Daniel Day-Lewis is, like, famous for that. Oh, you know, yeah. Just the changes that he even puts his body through just to get, you know, the real meat of the role. Uh-huh. So, um, <clears throat> so he was, so Ben Affleck was really, really worried that he would go down that path and, you know, he didn't want to, he didn't want to do that, which which is totally understandable. And, right. You know, you definitely got to think of your health, you know, before anything else. And um, it is kind of unfortunate, you know, just just for you know his you know his his background and his history with just superhero movies in general. You know, I mean, Daredevil was not the best <laughs> by far, <laughs> but you know, he was not. That wasn't that his, that was his problem fault. in that. Yeah. He, he does a yeah. great job in that movie. Yeah, and that's what I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm hoping that you know they leave this open ended enough to where I would love for this to be a prequel. Mm-hmm. I would love for this to be a young version of Ben Affleck's Batman. Yes. To where maybe somewhere down the line, when when the time is right, we do get that that older Ben Affleck Batman, and we get to have him back. Because mm-hmm. I would love to see him. I don't want to see them reboot with like Flashpoint, right? With oh, the Flash yeah. movie, yeah. I want to see Ben Affleck back as Batman and this universe. I want to see him yeah. and Henry Cavill mm-hmm. interacting with each other, and and the three, the big three founders of the Justice League. Right. I, I uh, totally agree with you on that. I mean, and that's they they have kind of said that. Um, this version of Batman with Robert Pattinson is going to be kind of like a year two, year three kind of thing. Yeah. So again, I'm with you. I'm kind of hoping for that. Um, and that's the thing with this world, what they showed us of the Batsuit, 
I think it could kind of go either way. That could be a very modern bat suit, mm-hmm. but at the same time, with it kind of having the the body armor s the, yeah. the geometry, that could also easily be you know a nineties two thousands. It looks you know, time period. It looks like something from the new fifty two. Yes, uh, which. Again, it, it makes it, I get excited for that, and it yeah. looks something like it's, it's more practical, it's tactile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, just seeing when I looked at the first thing that came to mind when they showed the chest piece yeah. was that that's a functional battering yes. in his chest. Yes. Um, so I was really excited about that, just the way it just the way it looks on his face, and which I always I was people were getting real bent out of shape, and I was like, right. we haven't even seen the finished product yet. Mm-hmm. The, he's yeah. got the jawline for Batman, especially. Mm-hmm. With the newest stuff that they're doing in comics, with the more narrow and sleek jawline, not the strong jawline, right? Like we saw with Frank Miller's uh, Batman. Yeah. So yeah. you know, give give it some time, and then we we get this, and then people are still upset, and I'm like, this is this is a teaser, and if that teaser, the teaser made my hair stand up on my oh, arms, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just that from that, the from that, the score that they use for it, mm-hmm. the red um, lighting, the red yeah. lighting. Mm-hmm. Um, and we still, it's still shrouded in mystery because we don't see much. Right, yeah. So right. you get just enough. So, you know, for people to be upset and we still haven't even seen the movie, which, again, I'm calling it now, if, if this, I will be completely shocked if this is not a version of The Long Halloween. And I think they're doing with Colin uh, Farrell as Oswald Cobblepot, I think they might do a modern spin on it like they did with uh, the Batman Telltale games. Yes. Where yes. they've known each other. Since they were children, okay. uh, so um, I, I think it's gonna be awesome. Um, and you have, co- you have a cockney accent. Uh, <laughs> you'll have some type of accent. Be closer to what you know, Colin Farrell's real yeah. accent mm-hmm. than it will be, mm-hmm. you know, some some weird, you know, Cockney British accent that's not good for him. Yeah, but um, I would say lean into the Irish. The Irish yeah. lean lean into the Irish accent. I, I don't think it. it I don't think it breaks the character. No. I don't think it breaks the universe. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I didn't see anybody complaining about the the Cobblepot on, uh, on Gotham. No, no. you know, <laughs> it's like I, Robin Lloyd Taylor did such a great job. Yeah, he did. As that kind of kind of the unhinged, you know, psychopath mm-hmm. bringing that side out, but also being very smart, you know. So, and we got a yeah. chance to see something special here, and and people don't realize how dedicated that Robert Pattinson is to this role. Yeah. yeah. Where uh, I forget the 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 joking bet that he made, where he was like, I, I forget. He said, if this movie doesn't do well, then he'll do something. I for, I, I can't even remember what it was. It was funny, but I mean, you he, this, he's yeah. dedicated to the role. He's changed his body. He's changed his body for this role. He's really excited for it. And right. And again, that strikes me as like how Tom Holland was, where he was so exactly. excited to yeah. to get this role, mm-hmm. and that it's gonna come across on screen. And I'm 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 here for it. You know what this reminds me of? All of the talk that they that a lot of people were saying when when they first heard that uh, Michael Keaton was gonna be Batman, and they were like. You want a comedian to be Batman, oh. or even Henry Cavill as Superman? Yeah, yeah, there were a lot of people bashing Cavill as Superman, you know, because mm-hmm. he, he is he is British. You know, he when he was on the Tudors, he wasn't necessarily like he wasn't in Superman shape. Yeah. He was in good shape, but he wasn't Superman. You know, yeah. and and then you get into it and you find out, you know, that yeah, Henry Cavill's a giant nerd, and also <laughs> too, like he's extremely dedicated. To making sure that when when he's on screen, he's on screen. Look right. at the Witcher. You know, same thing. He said the same thing about the Witcher. Like you know, he changed his body up to be in a more athletic body. 
to do that because he's like, you know, I don't want it to be me acting, and then somebody else comes in to do the action stuff. Mm-hmm. That was the same thing with Superman. You know, when he did Man of Steel, he was very dead set of like, I'm going, to, I'm not going to wear a bodysuit. He's like, I'm going to, that's going to be me. And he's like, right. when you see me shirtless, like, right. the fans deserve that. And that was the first time yeah. that we saw a a Superman that looked the part. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah. Christopher Reeves, uh, God bless him, uh, I love Superman 2, the Richard Donner cut. Uh, <laughs> I love Superman 2, but it's just, he doesn't look like Superman. He's mm. just like a guy. He's just he's not a guy. I think he I think he does he does look like Superman if the only thing you'd ever really seen was like the old nineteen thirties cartoons mm. and stuff like hey. that. You know, George Reeves of course, you know, he definitely didn't look like what we would consider Superman today. Yeah. yeah. Uh was shout out to Ben Affleck for playing George Reeves, um, once upon a time. Yeah. He played that role um during that time period. So you know, it's just, it's, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of funny, actually, how, um, uh, what's his face that played in Superman Returns? Brandon Ralph. Yeah. It's funny how Brandon Ralph looked more like Superman as far as body-wise and Crisis than he did in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where he, he got to play his Superman again, which, mm-hmm. and kind of give it a good, little bit of a good send-off, which I did appreciate that. I mm-hmm. thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and then, too, I've loved, I've loved him on Legends as yeah. Ray Palmer. Yeah. Um, so... Well, I think a lot of that too was yeah. is um, Brian Singer's doing too because they wanted it to be, an he wanted it to be a continuation and an homage oh, to yeah. the mm-hmm. Christopher Reeves and Richard Donner um, Superman that you know we grew up with and and it's I, I don't even get me started on that movie because I can go on about that <laughs> all day but it's just, you know I I love Man of Steel so much and mm-hmm. then Justice League could have been something completely different again yeah. if we just be quiet. Yeah. Let these guys are uh, the, these movie directors and the people that are in charge of these projects. Sometimes they do know best. Now, I mean, there are times where right. our voice can be used for good, a la Sonic, which yeah, we'll get we'll into later. In a minute. But sometimes it's best just be quiet, let them work, and let's see the finished product. If it's bad, then let's voice an opinion. Yeah. But before all of this stuff beforehand, it's got to stop. So what you're yeah. saying is we should trust people who have made a name for themselves in a very selective and competitive business and are entrusted with hundreds of millions of dollars to make movies, we should maybe trust them and, and give them a shot. Ding, 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 ding. All right. <laughs> so I think that's a good spot to, to take a little break right here. Uh, we'll be right back. Like you said, we want to talk about Sonic um, because who knew? So we will be <laughs> right back in just a minute. All right. All right, nerds, we are back. Yay! All right, so having a little fun here on the break. I'm just kind of getting resituated here. So, uh, Marcus, I'm going to let you take the reins on the, the next segment here. No, well... Uh, no need for me to run my mouth. <laughs> I, uh, it, we've only got a couple weeks left, and uh, I, I really do want to take the time to... I don't think we get... Um, we don't have a medium to, to kind of talk about this as as black nerds, and uh, it is Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Uh which again, a little upset. We get the shortest month of, of the year, but whatever. I don't want to digress. Uh, but what I do want to do is is kind of take the time to uh, talk about uh, some influ- influential characters, uh, black characters within video games, uh, movies, comics, who uh, kind of pushed the envelope mm-hmm. and gave me something to kind of look at on the pages or on the screen, sure. and something to identify with. Uh, 
and even now, it's it's more prevalent for the younger generation that are able to see this on the big screen. Somebody like uh, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we've got Miles Morales out there. So many characters that that are you know kids are being able to see. Hey, that there's somebody out there that's like me. That's cool. Right. That has superpowers, or pl- even it's like even playing a video game. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, this it was it wasn't heard of, but now we're seeing more of that. So. Um, kind of want to take the time and, and just talk about these characters. Um, well, I guess before I even start off uh, with my list, uh, TJ, is there are there is there a certain character that uh, that you kind of want to give kudos to, or or they kind of help inspire you uh, looking at uh, at whatever medium, whether it be video games, movies. Uh, Let's see. Uh... One movie, uh, it's an old movie. It's actually a Robert Townsend movie, uh, Mercury Man. Meteor Man. Meteor Man. Meteor yeah. Man. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that actually, that that film actually kind of surprised me. Like, I I know it, it looked, I know it kind of looked a little bit corny, but I still liked it. Yeah. You know? It was. I still dug it. There was really <laughs> nothing like that out there at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, uh, so. I talked about it earlier. I don't want to take that thunder from you because I know you said you want to talk about that. But for me, for me, Blade was was really big. Um, seeing that, uh, for and just at the time again, there was there was no real gritty hero. And when we saw him in the Spider Man cartoon, wasn't really like that because there's certain things that you can do and you can't do. You couldn't, you know, call it a blood sucker or a vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, they were out. They wanted plasma. Uh, so, right. and you know, that th- there was, this, it, he was gritty on the cartoon, but not in the way that you saw on the big screen mm-hmm. and let you see that it, it was a, uh, his, his mother played by Sanaa Lathan, uh, black, of course, um, the, the love interest, also a black woman. And you didn't really see that on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then most recently, uh, I've talked about this game quite a lot and everybody talks about Assassin's Creed. Odyssey, Odyssey, Odyssey. For me, it's Origins. Origins, yeah. Origins yeah. laid the blueprint for what the Assassin's Creed games are now, and to see a black protagonist, and during the pyramid, during the time of, of ancient Egypt, and so you can see these ancient civilizations, and it's it's even cool the the fact that they included a almost a history mode where you could go and you could turn off uh, combat, and they give you history lessons as you go and and walk around and, and visit these different cities. Mm-hmm. So to to see a character on screen that was like that looked like me um and to kind of give uh and pay homage to you know the the ancient Egyptians who in modern civilization a lot of things that we use mm-hmm. today mm-hmm. is based off things they did then. Um so to get that uh, another one for me uh, uh John Stewart uh, Green Lantern, yeah. oh, something yeah. that we don't really see, um, and of course Black Panther, mm-hmm. uh, where <laughs> one of my favorite things in and hearing them talk about Black Panther when they introduced him, <laughs> and uh, the execs coming and saying, "Hey, we need uh, we need this. more white characters in your book." He's like, "Is it, it was Kirby? It was Jack, yeah, yeah, Jack, Jack Kirby. Kirby. Jack Kirby was a wild and man. Jack yeah. Kirby's like, oh okay." And the next issue was him fighting the Klan. Like, yeah. that... <laughs> and the fact that Kirby and Stan Lee said there needs to be uh, a figure 
that African American kids look up to mm-hmm. because they read our comics like everybody else. Yeah. That and, and and that's another reason why I hold Stan Lee so dear in my heart. Yeah. Um. It's, it, that that it it rings it rings it rings true to uh, what he wanted to do and, and wanted to make characters that were completely relatable, not just to a certain demographic, but to, to everyone. Right. So, um, and the director for the movie, for the Black Panther, if you really listen, if you, if you uh, watch the interview, when he was talking about, like, when he was bringing um, the movie together and everything, and he really dove into a lot of African culture with that movie. I mean, he dove so much and the and the actors they took this they took this movie seriously. Like mm-hmm. Chad Boseman, he actually um researched different dialects within Africa. Like cuz he wanted to make it so authentic. And I think he settled on the Nigerian dialect. I think yeah. I think that's what he said. But uh but he he wanted to make sure that the dialect and the accent that he was using was as close as he could get it. Uh, even even the um, Wakanda Forever Salute, like the director said, he based it off of Egyptian pharaohs. How when they were buried, mm-hmm. they were buried with their arms crossed, and he he took that as a symbol of you know since they're kings and they're buried. <clears throat> um, he wanted to make that associated with how the Wakandans felt about their country since they're sure. the most technological country in the world, and so. They're walking. Um, they're they're almost like so proud of their country that they almost live like kings. So whenever they go, what kind of wherever, like I'm a king, and I will never forget that. Like, you know, it, it, it even works on another level. Uh, you know, if you study, especially like Roman history, mm-hmm. you know, one thing that they would do, especially when somebody got kind of to a to a great point of power, was they would actually when they would have parades. They would actually have someone there who's their job to remind the Caesar, you know, you're gonna die. Mm-hmm. You're you're a man at the end of the day, you're gonna die. And you know, you bring up, you know, the pharaohs being buried with their arms crossed like that. Mm-hmm. And so when they give that and they call it a salute, when they give that salute and say, you know, what kind of forever and they cross their arms, mm-hmm. it's also working on the level of saying, you know, what kind is more than just me. It's more than just me, it's more than just you. You know, it, even after I'm gone, this will be here, this exactly. will endure. And what I'm doing is contributing to that. So mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's a, a definitely definitely a beautiful meaning to that, and, mm-hmm. and that that kind of pride is, is something that goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, you brought up uh, the Roman Empire, and it just mm-hmm. kind of reminded me of uh, one of my favorite games, uh, the God of War series. Yeah, um, is voiced by black actor um, Christopher Judge. Uh, no, before Christopher Judge. Okay. Uh, uh, T.C. Carson. T.C. Carson, yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Most prevalent role from Living Single. Yep. And um, you could kind of see the facial features were were modeled after uh, T.C. Carson. Mm-hmm. And um, the original, the David Jaffe, again, we've progressed so much more in terms of video games and who we see mm-hmm. who's portrayed on screen right. as the main character yeah. uh, because he originally wanted to make Kratos black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um really the execs kind of weren't going for it so we end up with the, the Kratos that we have now which again it's fine but it, uh, I just want to give kudos to David Jaffe too to, to recognize that and to kind of try to push the envelope and you know now we get to you know the sequel we get Christopher Judge again another mm-hmm. black voice actor and and now I think because of that role because I can't think of a, a video game 
where the main character was voiced by a black man, and now we go from that mm-hmm. to actually getting black characters on the screen, like yeah. like Prototype, mm-hmm. um, Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh, what uh, I'm drawing a blank right now. Uh, Crackdown. Crackdown. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so many. I, I mean, even though Grand Theft Auto, I don't really count that one because you, you're doing you're doing. Crime. You're doing bad it's stuff. Stereotype. That's a, it's exactly. A that's a, that's a, that's a stereotype I, character. I would say but this though. I would say this though. To to that, Mafia Three was. Oh my really, goodness! Really good. Game. Oh my goodness! And really, really good. And game. that's another thing that I'm glad that they are doing in video <laughs> games too. They're pushing the envelope in terms of what makes you feel comfortable mm-hmm. and what makes you feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. because. And it, when that game opens and they have a warning in the beginning telling you you're gonna hear stuff yeah, that's gonna yeah. make you uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and they do not, <laughs> they do not skimp on it, and it lets you know yeah. kind of the time that you were living right. in. Yeah. And for me, that makes it a more <coughs> memorable experience because mm-hmm. it puts you in that time frame. Yes. Um, yes. So it, it, man, you just made me. Re- I almost forgot about yeah. Mafia even talking about that. Battlefield, <laughs> Mafia. Yeah. Battlefield One. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, you get yeah. to play storyline yeah. mm-hmm. one of the Harlem Hellfighters. The Harlem Hellfighters. Yeah. Um, so, I, I love what video games and, and movies are doing. And uh, I just kind of want to take that time. I Toph, you want to talk about... Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't want to steal all you your thunder. So. <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you brought up Blade. And we do owe, we owe a lot to Blade as far as getting the types of movies that we got. You know, I, I really don't think we would have gotten, especially like the Christopher Nolan Batman series... Without, you know, a, 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 without a series like Blade coming before, there's no it. Black Panther without Blade. Absolutely not. Yeah. Without uh, you know, and and getting to getting to have a leading role like that, where I mean, when you look at the poster for Blade, it is Wesley Snipes is the only build actor. Mm-hmm. He is the forefront of the poster. He's the only one on the poster. Mm-hmm. You know, they very easily could have, you know, put Chris Christopherson's big old mug right up there. You know, and kind of over, almost like looking over him or dwarfing him even, or, you know, Steven Dorff or, mm-hmm. you know, any of those other, you know, pretty fairly well-established actors. I mean, you know, Wesley Snipes, this was, I mean, Wesley Snipes was at the height of his career. Yeah. At this point, he was a household name. Um, but, I mean, he really did, he did blaze a trail very much so. Um, you know, it, it, that's it's a great one. Um, for me, um, I remember going back as a kid uh, watching Static Shock. Oh my goodness! Yes. As, you yes. know, as a kid, I you know I've talked over and over again this how much of a of a fan I am of the Bruce Tim you know kind of animated DC you know universe there that we had in that in the early nineties, um, and Static Shock was one. I you know it was right there on the rotation with everything else on Saturday morning. Man, I, d- yeah. I I just remember the one of the most powerful episodes of a cartoon that I ever seen uh, was the episode uh, where. Um, he finally goes over to Richie's house to spend the night, and you know you kind of wondering, and Richie's kind of letting you know, hey, my dad's a little different. And you get over there, he yeah. gets over there, and he realizes, you know, Richie's dad is racist. Mm-hmm. And to to see that, and it, you don't see that in a cartoon. And uh, again, to see a, a superhero who looked like me, and kudos to um, DC and Milestone, because yeah. we don't get. Static shot without you know them launching those comics with uh, uh, Icon and a lot of those other characters um, from from that uh, from that time man. Um, but yeah, just to just to see a, a character who looked like me as a, a cartoon character, right. you know, and then having to deal with things that I would have to deal with growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a, that's a huge booster, 
And now we get to see that even more. It's not just one cartoon or one piece of right. uh, medium. It's, it's, it's across all genres. So um, we have come a long way, but we still have a long way to go. Yeah. 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 And, and too, I mean, we got to give, we got to give shout out and recognition, uh, especially to, to two, two voice actors in particular, um, in my opinion, uh, one being Kevin Michael Richardson, who we, we were kind of, kind of poking <laughs> fun at in some of the roles earlier, but I mean, he is a prolific voice actor yeah. and he has that voice that, I mean, he's one of those voices, like, you know, it's him when he's playing the character, even though. There's nuances, there's different approaches, um, but, you know, he's been there voicing characters. I mean, he voiced the Joker yeah, for crying out loud in the Batman. I mean, I, it doesn't, you don't get to too many more higher profile roles. I like that version than a of the role Joker. Like that. He's I weird too. with the dreads and mm-hmm. just hopping all over the place. He's yeah. just weird. And, of course, you know, you brought up T.C. Carson. Um, you know, he voices Mace Windu um, oh, in yeah. a lot of the animated Star, Star Wars stuff um, and a few other projects and things like that. And then also Phil Lamar. Yes. Um, you know, Phil, Phil Lamar, Lamar yes. I mean, it pretty much, here's the thing. If you, if you enjoyed uh, cartoons mm-hmm. from the 90s till today, uh, go go look it up. Especially if it, was, if it was a series, go look it up, and I'm going to bet you you will see the name Phil Lamar. Yep. Oh, yeah. He's um, there. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. So he's I, like, Bill, he's yeah. black Billy West. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just like Billy West is everywhere. Phil Lamar is everywhere. He's yeah, done. Absolutely. He's done. Hermes Conrad, John Stewart, <laughs> Aquaman. Like just, uh-huh. <laughs> he's yeah. everywhere. everywhere, 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 man. Yeah, and, and that's and that's one of the great things is um, those are actors that are are so good at what they do mm-hmm. that they're also not shoved deep down into a box of okay, you're gonna play a character and your character's gonna sound like this and their their animation's gonna look like this. Mm-hmm. Like it's. They can play anybody, you know. Phil Lamar can be Aquaman. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why not? You know, like he is. He's got the chops as an actor to do it. So why not? You know. Yeah. I mean, it, it's one thing. It would be. It would be one thing if every if every character was just that stereotype, that token character. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean like in most video games where Absolutely. we get hit? <laughs> and as long as we as long as we're poking fun at that. So I was making fun of this earlier before yeah. we started. I had to bring it back. Up. <laughs> I make fun of it all the time. Look, people. That are creating video games. <laughs> if you are creating a black character, if we get to build our own black character, we as a people have more than four hairstyles. <laughs> I do not just wear a a bald head, a low cut, an afro, or dreadlocks. It, it <laughs> we have more than four. Please, like it. And don't throw in a box just to just for good measure right. for five. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, and we'll go through, and I'll I'll see pompadours, and I'll see slickbacks, and ponytails, and pony nubs, and pigtails, and whatever other kind of hairstyle you want. But then it comes to making a black character, you got five options, <laughs> if that. And that's the and I brought this up talking about this specifically uh, JRPGs. Oh, JRPGs, yeah. if they had a black hair, it was the same one. Like, they just they kept reusing the same guy. Yep. <laughs> and and he and it too, he he always he always had some name like Baller, Knuckles, or you know, Fido. Like everyone's like, Hakito, what should we do? I don't know. Ask Knuckles. He knows <laughs> like Ask. He doesn't even get a Japanese name. Oh, my man. <laughs> Don't even get me started. I do. Uh, I remember watching Dragon Ball 
and I'm a huge anime fan. And uh, episode where Goku's in the tournament, and this is in the middle of the day. Uh, Goku's in the tournament, and there's this guy that's supposed to be like Muhammad Ali. Has got boxing gloves and everything, and a box, and he's got like these big red lips. And like he's like speaking and jive, and this is in the middle of the day. And I was like, "Are you, are you kidding me right now?" <laughs> and, it, and, and look, I get, I'm that's what I'm happy kind of with. We're turning a corner, and we're like, "Hey man, this is offensive because they've changed the voices on Tom and Jerry." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's so a, a lot of stuff. It, again, as you, as a kid, you don't really realize it, but as you're as you're becoming an adult and. And now these are things that we're showing our children. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. glad that we are more conscientious of what, how, what, and how we're being portrayed on television. Yeah, yeah. So very much absolutely. So. And, and two, I think one thing we're gonna if we're gonna talk about about nerdy stuff when it when it comes to this, uh, another big shout out we got to give credit to is Star Trek. You know, you, with mm-hmm. Michelle Nichols mm-hmm. um, going all the way up to the original series, and then. You know, you get to, and some people kind of made jokes about that, like, oh yeah, she basically she made the switchboard. She was a comms officer; that was her job, and she got more to do in some of the later movies and things like that, mm-hmm. um, and show off some other talents, which was which was really cool. But then you get to Next Generation, and you have Jordy LaForge, who uh, in season by season two is the chief engineer of the ship. He's the chief engineer of the of the flagship of the of the Federation, which also doesn't make sense for a lot of other naval traditional reasons. Of why it's the flagship when there's no flag officer on board, but <laughs> but still, you know, you had you had Jordy LaForge who was he he was the guy he was the guy you went to when you had a problem and he fixed it and he was he was one of the smartest guys in the room. Uh, followed up with Deep Space Nine, where you had you know the commander of the station was Avery Brooks as Benjamin Sisko, you know. So and and they went on to actually they they went on to tackle some some pretty good racial issues and things like that and and. They used their platform, and they had a few episodes that were centered around that. Um, one of the storylines I remember that really stood out um, when I watched it in the original run, so this was back when I was in grade school, um, was they had a run where their one of their one of their characters uh, was a hologram back in 1960s Las Vegas, and he he knew he was a hologram, and they just kind of like left his, his program running so that he could have a life. And there were some issues going on with his storyline, and they they were going to help him out. And Benjamin Sisko didn't want to be a part of it because to him it was it was not an accurate portrayal of what 1960s Las Vegas was like, mm-hmm. you know. And and it it was able to bring up some things that like hey like things weren't always so great. And, and sometimes I think there's a time and place for that. Um, if you I had to watch it because I was outvoted but uh mm-hmm. lady and the tramp they did a, a remake of lady and the tramp in live action that was for disney plus when it launched and you know it's it's set set back in the day and you know the couple in this were, were given as the darlings are you know they're an interracial couple and, and there's no there's no issues with that or anything mm-hmm. it's they're like well you know like sometimes we just want to give you an an idealized version of the world right it's disney like what do you expect right, right. you know and, and, and there's there's a time and a place for that mm-hmm but you know, they, the to me with Star Trek, I mean, there's just there's so many things that they they broke ground on and then they they led the way on that yeah. gets us to a lot of stuff that we get today. That tends mm-hmm. to be the case, and really, when you sit back and think about it, yeah. That and kudos to um, the nerd the nerd realm because mm-hmm. 
everything that uh, we associate with being nerdy, those are the first forms of uh, media that are pushing that that yeah. racial envelope from yeah. comics to yeah. video games to movies. Mm-hmm. Um, those things, sci-fi, just oh, things yeah. that we hold near and dear that that uh, that is the groundwork for us considering ourselves nerds. Mm-hmm. Those are the the first forms that say, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna try something different, and we're gonna uh, appeal to everybody." Mm-hmm. And and again, with I don't think without all of those, we we aren't where we are right now. Yeah, right? I mean, you, you look at guys like Stanley and Jack Kirby. Uh, Chris Claremont, I mean, you know, those were people who they, they took advantage of the fact that they were writing silly books, little mm-hmm. comics, and they could get away with a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. and the stakes stakes weren't very high, and they were able to, they could have easily played it safe, and yeah. instead they chose to use their platform in the 60s, in the 70s, in the 80s, ruffle feathers. to ruffle feathers and, and tell stories that, at the very least, got people thinking. Yeah. Or exactly. even if you want to strip it away for a little bit more than that, um, got it to working where they were normalizing things. And those weren't on small feats either. Like they were, they were attacked. They were. Like, they were attacked. They, risked, they were threatened. They risked a lot. They of did. Their, like their jobs, their financial security, and everything, just oh, to very much. You so. know, put out the written, written entertainment or drawn entertainment oh, that yeah. pushed boundaries. Uh-huh. Very much so. And yeah. there's a there's a story of. Um, some neo-Nazis um, coming into the Marvel offices wanting to talk to Jack Kirby about, you know, his, uh, that his little, his little boy of Captain America wouldn't stand up to a real Nazi. They, he should come downstairs and see what they're really about. And the story goes that Jack Kirby says, okay. Mm-hmm. Hung up the phone, rolled up his sleeves, put his cigar down, and walked right, he went, went downstairs. And by that point, they had they cleared out and found out he was coming. Right. You know, I mean, that's the thing is that, you know, there were some very real issues um, mm-hmm. going on. You know, we like to look back um, at that time kind of with rose-colored glasses, and it wasn't all rosy and peachy. Oh, it, no. You know, it really, it really, really wasn't. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, of course, you know, we're talking about Black History Month, mm-hmm. and I just mentioned three white guys. Um, but I say this as a, as a white guy. You know what? It's, it's, it's our job, too. Yeah. It's, it's our job to, to be decent. Um, and to be kind, and and sometimes to speak up when somebody feels like they can't. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's it's definitely our job to do that. So yeah, I uh, kudos to to all of those, and I just I can't wait to see what's next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, my brother and I we had a great conversation talking about uh, both Get Out and uh, Black Panther, and you know I, I said it. The, the greatest thing about those movies is if you strip the racial stuff away, they still work. Yep. Yeah. And that's, I, to me, like, that's the biggest credit to both of those mm. is that, you know, I think in, in 15 years' time, 10 years' time, 15, 20 years, you know, when someone sits down to watch Black Panther, you know, the cultural impact is kind of the footnote. Yeah. Because it's still mm-hmm. going to be a great movie. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's still going to be a great movie, you know. So... Absolutely. Agreed. So, since we are talking about movies and stuff like that, uh, we were also hit with quite the, I, to me, a very surprising piece of news. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Uh, <laughs> shifting gears quite a bit. Um, I was shocked by this. Marcus? 
Were you were you surprised? Yes and no. Okay. Uh, well, I feel like it. it I'm gonna spill the beans. Uh, yep. No more mystery. We're talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> uh, it is the highest grossing video game movie ever. And currently, it is what rank at the box office worldwide? Is it number? Is it number, it's number number one? one. And, uh, numero uno. Number so, one. So I, uh, that goes. Okay, first of all, kids love Sonic. So there's there's that. Kids uh, do. We as adults, we still love Sonic because we grew up with it. Yeah. Yep. And and two, I think it was a lot of pressure. Not I'm not gonna say pressure, but I think it was a lot of emphasis put on supporting this movie mm-hmm. because for the first time and that I can think of we used our powers for good for good now we I, we we talked off camera about us being uh, ner- the nerd culture being whiny and entitled as of right now mm-hmm. uh, but this is the first time that our complaining actually did something good because that sonic the, the, that CG Sonic that we got at first, Whew. I don't know what that mongoloid was. Whew. It was hideous was and terrifying, <laughs> and it hurt my feelings. And I'm pretty sure that Sonic asked me for a dollar on the train. It, <laughs> <laughs> it looked like you got the knuckles. Sure as the wig. It looked horrible. And... And we were like, no, that's not Sonic. And we complained so much and made so much fun of it that the studio was like, all right, we'll spend millions of dollars and fix everything. And they did. Yeah. Now, I haven't got a chance to see the movie. I don't think any of us down here have. No, not, not, yet. Yet. not um, yet. But from the people I heard that did see it, and I heard that it's enjoyable. Yep. And um, that brings me to the... I think one headline I saw was it's surprisingly good. Yeah. That's or not awful. See, you know what's sad? We have become kind of jaded by video game movies yeah. where we automatically expect them to suck. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So. But I wonder why that is, Marcus. Oh, oh, oh let's oh. tell you. Let's fill you in. So, I brought up the list of video game movies, theatrical movies. Yes. Um, we did limit this to theatrical releases because yeah, yeah. there are a lot, especially in the past like ten years, there were a lot of video games that put out some kind of like direct to DVD or released it as a web series, uh, some type of movie like Halo. Um, Halo and Dead Space are the are the two that jumped to mind right away um, that did that recently. So <laughs> let's go through this list, shall we? I think it'll be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so the first movie. The first video game movie that pops up on the list is from 1993. John Leguizamo, Bob Hoskins, Super Mario Brothers. How are they related? Oh, my. That's question number one. How are they brothers? Yeah. We got an Italian guy and a Latino guy. That movie, that movie sucked. That movie sucked, and if you really want, if, like that movie's bad, you really want to laugh at it. Watch the riff tracks version of that movie. Oh it is probably one God. of the funniest riff tracks that they've done. Yes. I thought I was gonna pee myself. I was yes. laughing so hard. It was so so. But bad. At, at one point, Bob Hoskins just decided, "I'm gonna be drunk." <laughs> well, do you blame him? No. I remember. You know it's bad when you're a ch- children like anything, mm-hmm. especially if it's got something to do with the, something that they love. And yeah. I remember seeing Super Mario Brothers, the tr- like the trailer, and I was like, 
that's not a Goomba. <laughs> what is this? This movie's going to be terrible. And I remember watching it and being like, I don't want to watch this movie anymore. <laughs> like, it was it was horrible, man. I think I watched it once and I locked it out of my mind forever. Uh, I remember even watching that as a kid. So you said that was 1993, so I was, I was seven. And even at seven, I was able to call bullcrap on the fact that uh, Princess Peach was Luigi's love interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played a lot of Super Mario Brothers, and that was never the case. All right. Never the case. Man, the, the, the toes were just like a weird fungus that was growing in the... In, 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 in Dennis Hopper as, as King Koopa? Yeah. Who just had, like, weird jailed hair? Oh, and let's not forget a very, very bad dance sequence with uh, that terrible song from the 80s, Walk the Dinosaur. <laughs> oh, oh, man. God. Open the door. Get oh on the floor. God. Everybody walk oh that dinosaur. Man, oh my god. Yoshi was in that movie. Just that movie sucked. Yeah, it, yes. was a, it was a raptor <laughs> that was out of work because they hadn't started making Jurassic Park movies yet. Man, it was oh, fucking it was awful. Super super racist. So I tell you what though, I would rather so the next, was, though. The, next <laughs> movie, <laughs> the next movie I'd much rather watch because the next one that came out was in November of ninety four and that was Double Dragon. Okay. That I was movie, actually excited for that movie. That movie sucked. Yeah. It, it, it sucked real bad. <laughs> but the one bright spot, it was funny, and it had Alyssa Milano, and we got to watch her crawl through a vent with lots of butt. Yeah, that so that, that's the, <laughs> that's the one that's the one bright side. But do, do you remember Double Dragon and how bad that movie was? You know, so here's the thing. I didn't have a Super Nintendo. Um, so I was not a big Double Dragon guy. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when the movie came out, I'm going to admit, that one just passed me by. And because I know how video game movies are, I never really bothered to go back and check it out. Good. Not done a lot. <laughs> Dude, the first, the, the first Double Dragon game was so hilarious to me. Yeah. I think I fell in love with it just because the the very beginning, you see... The, this this chick, she's sitting it's there so minding wrong. her own business, so and these guys just walk up, it's like... <laughs> and then just... Punches her in the stomach. And like she doubles over and then they pick her up and they carry her away. And I remember being a kid and I was like, what? And like laughing real hard. And sometimes I would just put that game on just to watch that scene. Now, I, I am not condoning yeah. violence against women. We, we do not period. condone that. But that is, how, you don't expect that as a child. You yeah. can like, oh, let's play this video game. And some random street punk comes up and punches a, the hot chick in a, in a miniskirt in the mm-hmm. stomach and carries her away. Like, the and it, it even it looked like it hurt, yeah. like like yeah. bad. Well, you yeah. see, the thing is, Marcus, uh, back in the early '90s, on the streets, <laughs> <laughs> you just punched women's in the is stomach. That how you do oh. oh, oh, what a perfect tie-in! Speaking of streets, you know what the next one is? Street Fighter. Street Fighter is the the final movie. Uh, Raul Julia, which is sad. What is a what a so horrible sad. way to go out? So sad. Oh, but man. you know what though. Apparently he had the time of his life doing it. Like he just he did it for his kids. His kids told him he should do it, and mm-hmm. he did it because it was something they would watch mm-hmm. and they would enjoy. And he enjoyed just getting to go to work and chew on scenery. Yeah, you get to uh, chew on like, scenery and watch Jean Claude Van Damme be high out of his mind on cocaine. <laughs> yes, <Right>. that was. <laughs> they said like Jean Claude Van Damme barely remembered even doing the movie. Yeah, like that was. <laughs> 
it looked it. <laughs> that movie was so bad. It Why was he it. Lieutenant Guile, an American soldier? With the American flag tattooed on him with a French accent. accent. All right. Ken and Ryu were gun smugglers. What? This is, oh my God. Um, the guy who played Dawson. It was also Joanna Man in the field. Oh my God! <laughs> With, that what was a horrible, so... horrible accent. <laughs> <laughs> that was the. <laughs> so I went back. Since we're talking about these movies, I went back. Um, this was back in the early days when I was working at Barnes and Noble. So this was like 2007, mm-hmm. 2008. Um, I had my Netflix subscription. I'd watched a lot of movies, and I was like, you know what? I need to do. I need to go back and watch a lot of these movies that I watched as a kid. And so I got in Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got I got Super Mario Brothers, and I got Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers is the best out of those three movies. Of course, <laughs> yes, it here's the thing: I've watched Starship Troopers again since then. I have not watched Street Fighter or Super Mario Brothers <laughs> since 2007. There is no need to. Why no punish yourself? You really no, don't. there's no need to. I remember watching those, and I was like, man. Like, I like some dumb stuff as a kid. And you know what's funny? It's, and, and you see, um, where's her face? Um, uh, the girl that played Charlie. Uh-huh. Uh, you see her, and then you see her in the agents. No yeah. difference. No. Like, almost no, literally she, no she difference. Hasn't she, she hasn't, hasn't aged. She hasn't aged. She doesn't age. Dave has not aged one bit. She she don't age at all. No. no still <laughs> uh, Which, by the way, since we're talking about Street Fighter, we've got to bring up the fact they did also make a... A sequel, prequel, reboot, spin-off, The Legend of Chun-Li with Kristen Crick as Chun-Li and future DC bad guy, uh, Neil McDonough. Uh, We're playing M. Bison. So, this is when, like, Netflix, like, first dropped. Yeah. No, as a matter of fact, it this wasn't even Netflix. Netflix. No, this wasn't Netflix. I got this from Blockbuster. Yeah. When Blockbuster was doing their movie program. Oh, they, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I remember, like, I, I first of all, I forced myself through, because once I start a movie, if I'm at least 20 minutes in, mm-hmm. I'm going to finish it. Right. And it hurt me so bad. Like, I, if I recall correctly, I think somebody died by getting, like, impaled with a tree trunk. It was it was it was just god awful, and mm. we should never speak of that movie. And as and as hot as she was, because I was in love with her from Smallville, mm-hmm. I was like, I just I can't take this movie. Yeah. Um, we did get a bright spot though, even though it has not aged well. We got Mortal Kombat. Yes, we did the first one. Um, the, the first one. <laughs> the first one. Now, again, it's cheesy now, but back then. You couldn't tell me anything. When it got to that, that fight with Scorpion and Johnny Cage. Oh, yeah. In yeah. the forest. Mm-hmm. That blew my mind. Yeah. And yeah. just, man, that was the first time I, we saw somebody get stomped in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then Johnny Cage tried to run. He was like, get over here. And, like, kicked the thing down and was stomping him. And, like, you show, they showed the footage and he's trying to cover himself up. Uh, that and when, like, the Sub-Zero fights, and even though I think he died real real lame mm-hmm. and too quickly but yeah when he's doing like the ice um the, the force field and mm-hmm. luke kang like swings the bucket and throws it and stabs him through the chest mm-hmm. like i that was so cool to me and to see goro even though that was you look back on it now and that's terrible yeah, animatronics yeah yeah um 
And, and who, who amongst us did not go to like a junior high dance and beg the DJ to play the Mortal Kombat song? Oh, oh of course. I, I created that song in um, MTV Music Generator. Just, just, so you can, just so you can walk into like the gym with your friends Yeah. while yeah. that song plays. Because like, there's nothing cooler. Nothing, nothing cooler. Right. And you know who watched that, that uh, fight scene with uh, Johnny Cage and Scorpion? Almost every future African director... Because almost every African action film oh, all has somebody movies. that does the Scorpion. All those movies from Ghana, you see like some that, that spear come out of the... <laughs> it's probably because that was... The, I'm, my guess is that was the only scene that the guy doing the bootleg video got, yeah. got a good shot to, of. And, like, Man, this movie is so cool. We need to do that. Let's do uh, this now. Which, <laughs> what, what wasn't cool, though, was that second one. <laughs> I remember so my brother in law oh, we we lo- he we went and saw the first one together and mm-hmm. I remember like like both of us like screaming at the screen mm-hmm. and um he took me to go see the second one. And we went to Hall's Ferry fourteen. Oh, yes, I said Hall's Ferry fourteen. Oh, Take it back. And uh he I literally I remember being like, Can we leave? <laughs> and he was Ooh. like he was like, No nah, man, we paid this money. <laughs> <laughs> and like it was <clears throat> I, I, we both left the theater, and again, I'm probably like, what is it, this time, what is this, 94? So, um, uh, no, this is 97. 97. So, I'm, yeah. I'm not even, what, what is So, it? you were old enough to know better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was 13. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, was, I was like, can we, can we please leave? And he's uh, like, no. That's how you know it's bad, and we both leave, and we're both like, that was horrible. That was yeah. bad. So, what are you guys so thinking about bad. the new Mortal Kombat movie coming out? Uh, the animated one? Nope. Wait. Oh, the, 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 other, the live action one? There's a live action one. So now, is it based off of uh, the YouTube one they had going? That, that it uh, currently says plot unknown, feature film based on popular video game. I hope that it's not based off of the internet one, because while that was a kind of a, a different kind of gritty concept, mm-hmm. I don't want to see that. I want to see Big Trouble in Little China on the big screen, <laughs> well, because that's all the first Mortal Kombat was. You, you, may, you may be in luck. Uh, because our two, two top build actors, uh, we have Jessica McNamee, which of course you, I'm sure you you remember her from her uh, groundbreaking turn in Chips, with Dax Shepard and Michael Pena. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. and also if you if you're a fan <laughs> of Supergirl, you may have noticed that Jimmy Olsen has been missing as of late. Uh-huh. That is McCad Brooks playing Jax. Oh, he's or Jackson. Major okay. Jackson, Jackson Briggs. Jackson Briggs. Oh, okay. So he, he, those are the, our two biggest names uh, out there, along with uh, Hiroyuki Sonata, who, of course, you know, played a lot of a lot of characters where there have been Asian characters that also speak English. <laughs> so you know, there's there's a lot going on there. But uh, I don't know anything about this movie. But you know what? I'm willing to give it a little bit of a shot. Yeah. I actually think I think actually trying to adapt a fighting game into a feature film. Mm-hmm. Really is actually one of the safer ways to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like yeah, everybody keeps Street Fighter. Apparently, <laughs> I'm not saying it works every time. I'm just saying it's one of the safer turns because I want to talk about a movie that I watched that I was disappointed by, okay. that I knew I was going to be disappointed by, and I was I knew it because of how much I loved the game it was based on, and that was Tomb Raider. The most recent one that came out. I was going to say, which one are you talking about? The most recent one that came out. <laughs> no, basically, yeah. all they did was recreate the uh, the quick time events from... And I didn't see it, but from the trailer and yeah. from clips that I saw, it basically looked like they just recycled the... Uh, 
their uh, their renewed gang. So Pretty like, much, it was mm-hmm. it was a greatest hits of the of the Tomb Raider game. Um, it came out a few years ago that relaunched the franchise, which I loved. That game was so fantastic. Much fun to play. Man, it was so it was uncharted. It, that's that's pretty much all it was. But it's yeah. nothing wrong with that. No, yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. And it was such a great game. So I knew going into it, I was going to be disappointed. Waited, found it at the library, took it home one night, watched it, and was was pretty disappointed. Mm. Pretty disappointed. Uh, now the the girl that played Lara Croft had no problem with her. I think she did fine. Mm-hmm. But it was just everything else. It's like that game. That I knew the story from that game was going to be. It, it was so expansive. Right. You know, it was so big. It was, they did such a great job with storytelling in the game that I knew there was no way they could fit that into a two-hour movie. How much slow-mo you get? Uh, was it on a level of Michael Bay to... Um, not quite that much. Okay. Not quite that much. <laughs> but I, I have tried to block out most of the movie. Um, I kind Michael of blocked... Bay slow-mo, slow-mo. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, of course, we had that, and then we also had the two, uh, two Tomb Raider movies <coughs> with Angelina Jolie. Yep, which... I, I was really excited because that was like, oh, man, oh, I get to see, like, Angelina Jolie and, and skin-tight stuff and boobies. And mm-hmm. it just, I admit, it, it was so bad, I just didn't even care that she was running around in skin-tight stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. It just, eh, eh. Um, which, now, which franchise, well, I mean, they only made two. It was Cradle of Life and, and whatever the well, first one. The first one was just called Tomb Raider. Tomb yeah, Raider, yeah, but which, which franchise is worse, that or the Resident Evil franchise? Because that... Resident Evil shite to me. Uh, I think Resident Evil went further off the rails, yeah. but it also got more chances. I remember seeing that yeah, in theaters yeah, and being yeah. like, oh, man, I like this movie. And it, and so when it came out on uh, DVD, I was working at Hollywood Video. Yeah. And uh, we got to take the movies home before <coughs> they released. So went home and we watched it again. Me and my buddy that went to the theater together saw it. And my sister watched it with us. And I remember, like, being like, why did I like this movie? Like, when they showed the dogs running, and you could tell they obviously just put, like, lunch meat on yeah. the dogs <laughs> and painted the lunch meat, and they were like, zombie dogs. It's like, no, it's not. Like, <laughs> and why did this movie not take place in the mansion? Like, you yeah. took, like, a small portion of the game mm-hmm. and made that the larger portion versus them trying to figure out what the hell is going on in the mansion. That made zero sense. Yeah. Uh, I just got confused. Like as it progressed, I just I just got to the point where it seemed like it was just a parody of itself. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I I mean I I kind of feel like they went into it at a certain point. Like after the second one, mm-hmm. they're like, "Ooh, we got a franchise here. Whatever you do, just don't kill Alice. That's it. That's your only rule for making a movie. You can make a movie any way you want to. Just don't kill Alice. Don't okay. make another one. Then you start you start. <laughs> and then they're like, at a point, they're like, "Oh no, we can kill her because we just we just, we'll say we cloned her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here we go." But work. the movie <laughs> did give me Allie Larder in a purple unitard thing doing flippy stuff. <laughs> Man, oof, yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and let's, let's not forget uh, the guy from Prison Break being in there at one point. And what did oh. he have to do? He had to break out of prison. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Was it... Uh, now there was another video game movie in there, or actually two in this list that I liked. Um, I actually liked um, before we get to the newer stuff. Yeah, I liked Prince of Persia. Prince of Persia. Okay, with Jake Gyllenhaal. I didn't okay. think that that was that bad. I can give you that. I, I enjoyed that one. Mm. That's and one then, I've caught like clips of it. 
like from time to time, like you know when I been someone's house and they had cable, like it would just pop up like on USA just, or FX. It's and it's not, not a, it's not a bad movie. Uh, it's it's not bad. It's, it's not, not a bad movie. It's just for every one of those we get, we get Max Payne. Oh, <laughs> yep. Like throwing Mark Wahlberg and everything doesn't make it good. I'm looking at you, Max Payne and Transformers. <laughs> no. Oh man. It's it's okay, Optimus. Ma- yeah, Max Payne. I mean, it, it was just it was such a weird take on the story too. Mm-hmm. Like to me, like it just didn't fit with what I played of the games. They tried to make yeah. it Sin City because it was, remember, it was like right after yes. Sin City blew up and was yeah. popular so uh-huh. the black and white and the gritty. And somebody thought making The Spirit as a movie would be a good idea too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like The Spirit. <laughs> I actually did like The Spirit. You get out. No fun. I did. You get out. I'm sorry. I did. <laughs> I did. This is, this is mainly because place. of Eva <laughs> this, is, this is TJ's last episode with us. No. No. <laughs> mainly, mainly because of hey, hey, anytime I get to see Eva Mendez and Damn or Nothing, I'm happy now. Next thing you know, yeah. you're gonna tell me you like uh, Blood Rain. Ugh, hell, hell no. no. <laughs> hell I, no. I this up. Don't talk to Jake. Me and Jake almost left because of that freaking movie, dude. So I brought up this no. little this little fun fact about Blood Rain that even Marcus didn't know. Did not. Uh, so they filmed it over in Eastern Europe, and there's at one point they're in like a big old nightclub, and they need a bunch of a bunch of extras. And so the director of Blood Rain decided, well, this movie's a little over budget. And you know what's cheaper <coughs> than union extras? Hookers. He actually went out and hired hookers. Prostitutes. Actual <laughs> women of the night to nice. play the extras in the club scene because it was cheaper. <laughs> than so do you think because I always hiring union actors? I always wondered how they got such an accomplished actor and Ben Kingsley to be in that terrible movie. Yeah. So did they bribe him with hookers? You get to keep all of them. Uh, <laughs> if if he was if he's anything in real life like his character from uh, Iron Man three, then yeah, maybe yeah, probably yeah. that might have worked. Speaking of other great ones. Uh, you know what? I'm going to save this for a second. Uh, did anybody even see Warcraft? No. No. Okay. So I, so I didn't we, even play so Warcraft. We all, I tried. I right. Couldn't. So we all looked at a movie based off one of the biggest, most expansive, ongoing, ad nauseum online games ever and thought, yeah, two-hour movie. That's a bad idea. And we yeah. all passed on it? Yep. All right. I saw me. Return of the King and I'm like, never again. Oh. <laughs> do, do you mean in the name of the king? Yeah, because Return of the King. Yeah. <laughs> a Dungeon Sea show? Because no, Return of the King is Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah you're I talking about. That's what I'm saying. Like, just that long movie that oh, never okay. ended. <laughs> I, I gotcha. I was thinking of in, in The Name of the King with Jason Statham. Now, as right. Farmer. <laughs> now, we did get. So, so, we're talking. To brighten it up, we got Silent Hill. Silent Hill was actually good. Not yes. the, I didn't see the sequel, but the, the first, first one, one. The first one was good. Yes. But then for every gem like that we get, we get. Doom. So I remember defending Doom like probably not more than a year or two ago. And then it came like a, a week later, it was like, oh, you think so? You think that movie was decent? We'll show you. And it came on television. And I was like, oh my God. I believe it's on Netflix right now. Oh, Lord. It, it's oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, it's bad. Like, I mean, and I even so been, I remember being like, oh, man, this, this first person part is cool. And then you go back and you watch it and you're like, oh. This this is a rough yeah. movie. I am a yeah. I am a huge, huge Dwayne Johnson fan. I am too. I love like, him. And I like this, Carl Urban. This is yes, 
Carl Urban is fantastic as well. A lot of people in that movie yeah. actually are good, are good quality people, good mm-hmm. quality actors. But yeah, I'm with you. I went back and tried to rewatch it. I got about halfway through it, and I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm out. Yeah, this yeah. is not the worst thing that The Rock has ever done. Which, by the way, back then he was still billed as The Rock. Yeah, like this was before he transitioned to being Dwayne. Mm-hmm. Um, which speaks since we're talking about Doom, and how terrible that was. Um, have either of you seen Rampage? I have not. Rampage. Okay. Do oh, you, the uh, the monsters. The yeah. Like? No. Do you typically like Dwayne Johnson movies? Yes. For the most part, yeah. You you will enjoy Rampage. Because it is is him doing what he always does. It's very it's a very safe Dwayne Johnson movie. Not not a bad movie from that standpoint. However, this was also a movie that my wife. Pretty much walked out of it in like in the last five minutes. <laughs> like literally, like we got down like the last five minutes of the movie, and my wife just literally we're in our own home. She just got up, started getting ready for bed, brushing her teeth. Baby, want me to pause this? No, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm, if you make it like, that far, you gotta. Yeah. She's like, I'm pretty sure I got this one figured out. <laughs> so if you if you like if you like watching The Rock, if if you just want something to kill a couple hours on a Sunday afternoon, eat some popcorn too. It's pretty standard, mm-hmm. and just for fun, you get to see a gorilla give give somebody the finger. I'm, I'm actually I'm gorilla with it. giving somebody the finger. It was it was pretty funny. I watch it for free. It was pretty funny. <laughs> so I I will tell you if you enjoy that, not bad. See now we get in, and so now that we've got those out the way. I feel like we're turning a corner when it comes to video games in terms of making that transition to the big screen yep. mm-hmm. because Detective Pikachu, I loved it. Loved it. You haven't seen it? I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. If uh, you know anybody that wants, to, if you if you have HBO Now or HBO Go, oh. or if you want to pay for it, it's on there. Go to the library. Yeah, oh, or or that. My uh, library. You know have we using their stuff. Yeah. So yeah. So, yeah. so Ben, I'm telling you, check it out. Fantastic, great movie, feel good movie. Um, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Anything with Justice Winslow, we, we're pretty yeah, much fans Justice of. Justice Smith is. is uh, Justice Smith, yeah, not Justice Winslow. Uh, That's somebody completely different. Yeah, <laughs> Who yeah, the yeah, hell is that? I have no idea. <laughs> Dude, it's Eddie Winslow in. Superhero. Justice. Justice Winslow. So. I also say this, man. If you've got kids, like I've got a four-year-old, she loved it. This is one of only two live-action movies that, like, my kid would have worn it out if we'd have kept the DVD. And there was that, and then Spider-Man. Those were like of live-action movies. Those are her two favorites. Um, and, and now, like, we can't go anywhere without having to hear about Pikachu. If there, if there's Pokemon, anything, we hear Pikachu. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, just and she and she's all about it. So. Haven't gotten into games or anything. We did a little bit of Pokemon Go with her, but she she dug it and she dug the movie. Um, and I thought that was a, a very fun movie to watch. I would, um, I would say this: if you want to watch, I'm just going back a little bit. If you actually want to watch a really good Street Fighter movie, watch John Van Damme's The Quest. That was the real <laughs> Street Fighter movie, right there. No, that movie. Yes, I yes, refuse. It was. You will I watch refuse. You will watch I don't it, ever want to watch I've another seen, live action. Watch I've seen that movie. again. Yes. I do know what movie you're talking about. That's a yes. good, that is a pretty good movie. Yes. I think Less Cocaine yes. was the key <laughs> to success there. Yeah. Um, now, I'll say this. It has, if, as long as we're recommending stuff, 
if you want to watch something live action video game related and especially that has something to do with the Street Fighter universe pixels no god no <laughs> <laughs> alright I'm signing out no <laughs> no you what, you're telling me you can't get behind Kevin James as a president oh my god that was that one of the few movies that got a zero at, on the Rotten Tomatoes one? It was. I tried. I tried watching that, and it made me hurt on the inside. That movie was so bad, they were giving away, like, a. we had a free pair of uh, Pixel socks that they were giving away at GameStop. And I was like, don't you hand me that. <laughs> what did I do to you? Oh, I, I was like, get this trash out of here. But no, seriously, if you want to watch something Street Fighter related, um, Machinima did a series um, with Street Fighter, where they basically tell, I can't remember the name of it right now, but they basically tell uh, the backstory of Akuma. Um, and it starts out with Ken and Ryu, and uh, you get some fight scenes between them, but they basically tells the story of uh, the Hado and how that got started and what turned Akuma to the dark side, and it's a really dope series. Hmm. So if you want to watch something live action that's not a movie, but it's still video game related, and it's dope, and it does Street Fighter justice, watch that. It's amazing. Was, um, here, I'll, I'll get the they, name of it real quick. That was where was Chun-Li pretty young? Like she was like fourteen or fifteen or something. She like wasn't that? even in it. It was basically just based on Ken Ryu and uh, that master Gokin and um, and uh, uh, Akuma. There was a Street Fighter anime that I watched. It was a series. Street Fighter um, Street Fighter Two V is the name. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, which it's great anime too. Don't yeah. Yeah. we'll say that for another day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Cinema Street Fighter. You know what movie we completely just disregarded too when it came to video games? Assassin's Creed. And no, not wait. It's a bad movie, but it showed you what can be done right with the video game movie mm-hmm. from um, today's video games, yeah. and what yeah. you what you do wrong with the video game movie, which is I think what made Detective Pikachu and maybe Sonic so successful. Right. Okay. Uh, I, I look at the look at the list here too. Um, Hitman Agent forty seven, which is the newer of the two Hitman mm-hmm. movies. That was okay. in twenty fifteen. Okay. That's another one I would kind of put in there of like it, it took the elements it, it told a story that made sense in two hours. Because mm-hmm. I think that's one of the problems, especially when we hear about things like them doing a Call of Duty movie or, you know, Warcraft is a great example of like there's just there's so much going on. Right. Like how are you telling a cohesive story in two hours? Right. You know, um, and in that one, Asian Forty Seven, I li- I liked that one. I actually enjoyed watching it a little quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got the same actor who played Peter Quinn on Homeland. He played he played Asian Forty Seven. Um, there were some great moments in there, and and you saw how smart he was with how he was doing everything, which was pretty cool. Did he start doing so, like math equations on the screen, like the meme? Not not quite like that, uh, but you know stuff like you know using the sniper rifle to you know cut his handcuffs and that kind of stuff. It was cool to watch and and I enjoyed that one, and especially too for not being a Hitman fan, for not being a fan of the games. Mm-hmm. It was somebody I was able to sit down and watch and enjoy and understand what was going on, which I think is where a lot of them really really swing for the fences and miss. Like I mean yeah. you. You got to make stuff for the fans, but at the same time, like this also might be somebody's entry point into the into this world, mm-hmm. uh, which, like for me, like that's how the Witcher TV show was. Yeah, that was yeah. my entry point into the world. I hadn't played the games, I hadn't read the books. Mm-hmm. Now I've read one of the books. I'm working on a second one. Mm-hmm. You know, I've started playing the games. You know, so uh, I did find uh, that the title of that Street Fighter. Okay, uh, it's called Street Fighter Assassin's Fist. 
Um, so you can find it. I, it's it's on a couple different streaming services. I just can't remember which ones right now. Mm-hmm. But I, like I said, I, I do recommend yeah. you check it out. You check it out. And listeners, uh, if you like Street Fighter, check it out. So, All right. Yeah. So, you know, there there are some here coming down the slate. Um, Monster Hunter, we, we mentioned the new Mortal Kombat. An Uncharted movie's in the works. Uh, looks like a, tomb, a sequel to Tomb Raider. Um, also in the works, Minecraft. We'll figure that one out when we get there. Okay. Um, and then those are all coming out 2021 20, to 22. And then some untitled ones we've got is uh, some franchises, I guess, being quartered around. Uh, Mega Man, Metal Gear Solid, Call of Duty, and a sequel to Detective Pikachu. Uh, Metal Gear, like, I used to be excited for that, but that's just not going to work. Yeah. Wait, which Metal Gear? Like, it doesn't Metal say. It, 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 untitled it doesn't Metal Gear matter. Solid film. Will any of them work? Mm. All I got to say is Lale Lule Lo. See? See? That's a good place to end it. Go ahead and scream that one more time for me. Lale Lo. All right. Hey, Justice Winslow, come save us. <laughs> so, I mean, I think we've got high hopes for video game movies in the future. We want to have high hopes anyway. I try. You know, and, and too, we, you know, the, the Marvel, the MCU, that's kind of the cornerstone of this podcast. Yeah. That really is, in a lot of ways, that's the cornerstone of the podcast. That's why we got together. Um, that's where we bonded as nerds, and you and I. So, I think if they can do it, there's really not much of a reason why we have to have bad video game movies. Nope. Mm-hmm. All right. TJ, got anything you want to say? Um, drink Red Bull. Drink Red Bull? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that. <laughs> All right. So, we love you, Justice Winslow, whoever you are. So for Always Thinking Nerdy, this is Topher. This is Marcus. All right, and of course... You know me. It's TJ. That's right. It's TJ. And I'm Justice Winslow. All right. <laughs> so you guys stay nerdy. Avoid some of these movies we told you about. Yes. Uh, if you haven't seen the ones that we told you to not watch, don't watch them. We we suffered for you. Especially Blood Rain. Do not watch that movie at all whatsoever. Ever. Unless Ever. you're a glutton for punishment. You stab somebody in the face if somebody tries to get you to watch that movie. That's, that's a good place to end it. <laughs> all right. Signing off. Bye.